And we're live. We're live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast, and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And as usual, we are joined by the person that we can't seem to keep away. He seems to be popping <laughs> up in every orifice uh, that he can get access to. Uh, it is the captain himself, Captain Goodwill. <laughs> that is his new name. Um, Goodwill. Hello, Captain. And Why we are joined orifice? Uh, <laughs> by a first timer. Ooh. Ooh. Um, the lovely Sarah from Hello. the Nerdy Up North group. Uh, you might have seen many posts, and, and especially in the Discord, where she does like to chirp in and tell us a lot about herself as well. So, Sarah. Give us with you being your first time. I know I threw, threw you under the bus a little bit just before we went live. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself there. Oh, um, I have a few little nerdy things that I go on about every now and then. Um, you might have seen me go by Sarah Peach in Facebook or Discord. Um, the Peach is a nickname that I've had for like years and years and years. Um, came as a result of me misspeaking one time, and it really, really stuck. Um, I was talking about one of my nerdies, which is like 90s music, especially Britpop. Um, So I was very much into like the Manic Street Preachers. Mm -hmm. And I said the Manic Street Preachers one day. And that is literally where that came from. That is literally it. Um, I often say that I'm small, ginger and fuzzy as well. (laughs) (laughs) So well, that that would work as well. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, uh, are you related to Goodwill by any chance? Reuniting there. Reunited again. But yes. Um so Sarah <laughs> has been so kind just because like say she does listen to the podcast and uh, she no- normally does chirp in with the Discord afterwards to talk about. So I thought I'm gonna push her buttons and see let's see if we can get her <laughs> on. <laughs> so yes. It's going to turn into one of them, I guess, I guess. But yes, um, so she has been very kind and been very brave, bless her, and coming on to join us for tonight's episode. And just before we start as well, I just want to wish everyone a happy Mother's Day. Next year, I hope everyone's been spoiled rotten. Uh, All the MILFs out there, so thank you. Uh, And uh, I hope you had a nice day, Mrs. Weatherall, Sammy's mom. I knew it. Hi. She had the best day. She had it with me, so of course. You would have had a better day with me, love, trust us. Wow. Wow. We are not. We are three minutes in. Lock up your mother's guys. As long as it oh, long would last as well. Don't worry. It happened before the three minute mark. Let's be honest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when he doesn't have moonshiners anymore. <laughs> oh, the moonshiners are gone. I've, I've not. I've, I've lost it. Um, well, that's that's actually a good segue. Yes. Oh, here we go. To, for the for the Sunday question, which Goodwill yeah. bless his heart tried to pull out on Tuesday. But it's a Sunday question, Goodwill. Because yeah. it's the end of the week. <laughs> you got told to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> right, can we not mention orifices or pulling out, please? Because I'm getting a reputation now. It's already on the chat, Goodwill. Oh, Everyone's oh, talking sure. about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone in the chat. But the big question is, how are you doing and what you've been watching? Not so too bad. So we'll let our, our lovely guest start this one off. So, so <laughs> Sarah. Doing, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm I'm tired. I've had a busy day, but um, yes, overall, excited, right. nervous for tonight. But yes, <laughs> that's what we like to do. Keep them nerves. Keep them nerves. <laughs> oh yes. Um, it's been a busy month for live gigs for me. I've been to the Clooney several times this month. 
God, the Clooney, um, I haven't heard that for a oh, long time. I haven't been for ages, years. and all of a sudden I'm there four times this month. Um, Watching-wise, I've been... Um, my son has recently got an obsession with Dance Monsters on Netflix. All right. Um, which is like a reality show, and I don't like reality shows, but I'm kind of into it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's what it does, Sarah. It suckers your ears. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's just kind of like professional, semi-professional TikTok dancers who don't have the self-confidence to appear face-to-face on the stage. They get a CGI-generated monster allocated to them, and this monster dances on stage, and they get, there's like a big money prize at the end of it. How do Um, we get Goodwill involved in this? (laughs) (laughs) I think you'll have to contact Ashley Banjo on that one. Right. Oh, I've got his that. email. So uh, anyone, anyone got any contacts for Ashley Banjo? I've got a, uh, I've got a, an idea. I just want to talk about Star Trek. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, Captain Goodwill, be is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. So, so other than dance monsters, Sarah, anything else that's taking your fancy? Um, I watched the law recording uh, Lydia Poet recently, oh. which is a, a new one on Netflix. It's um, it's based on the true story of the first female lawyer in Italy. Oh, right. oh interesting. Um, I I haven't done too much reading on the real person, to be honest. I just know it's based on her. Um, and the character in the show goes around. She gets disbarred as the first female lawyer because you know women can't do anything at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, bearing in mind this is the eighteen eighties. Um, oh, dear. oh my god, what a time to wow. <laughs> yeah. Um so she got disbarred after qualifying and helps her brother solve mysteries. All right. And her brother so, is already oh, a lawyer. Cool. So it's, oh. it's like a Elna Horns type thing, but actually real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean cool. I, I I doubt that the mysteries she solves are real, but you know. <laughs> I don't know. I like to oh, like so I, cool. I still I still think in my head Sherlock Holmes is still real to me. Uh, and take that whole that sorry is he not please tell us you are you whining i am joking (laughs) (laughs) i'm not biting with that one i Um, am joking so captain goodwill what have you been watching good so and how are you other than being abused and being the most dying (coughs) sorry the most uh like broadcast person from the nerdy up north ever how many days have you been been live this week (laughs) This is the fifth day I have been live. The hell good Nerdy up north. Um, sleep is but a myth. Um, but I have watched content. Ah, content. Being, obviously, the Last of Us finale, mm-hmm. which we discussed at length last Tuesday. Yes. Please go back and watch that. Um, and finally, I caught up on The Mandalorian. Ah, I was going to watch the latest episode today, but I realised there was an hour, and I was like, "Shit, I'm I'm doing this in half an hour." So, because the, the few of the episodes have only been half an hour long, haven't they? They've they've yeah. been all over the place. Like the the first episode was thirty two minutes, so I was just like, yeah. "Why bother?" Um, and then the second one was a more reasonable, you know, like I think it was like forty five, fifty minutes, and then this one was an hour. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very weak season. Mm. I think it's. Trying to find its feet again after like the thing, but I loved the second episode. I thought it was very much in very, oh, yeah, it was good the feel of uh, Return of Oz. For, uh, feels for for some reason. I don't know why, but I did the get emeralds. the vibes. 
possibly the emeralds and yeah. uh, going under the underground city and these monsters mm. kind of chasing them down and then the TikTok man and stuff like that. But no, oh, I, I enjoyed that one. But again, I think it's going to be a transitional season, shall we say, for the Mandalorian because the first two was just basically to get Grogu back to where they are. And now it's basically I'm man- to recapture Mandalore type thing. But I have heard on the grapevine that uh, Filoni has been teasing a crossover event in the future with the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Ahsoka Tano, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Uh, whether or not it happens, I, I don't know, but mm-hmm. we're in that sort of period universe-wise yeah. on the TV, mm-hmm. so it could be fun. Uh, it could yeah. be very Clone Wars-y, um, but Apart from The Mandalorian, uh, like I said, I've been uh, on Nerdy Up North four times on a podcast, once on <laughs> Twitch. Um, other than that, though, really, yeah, not not much. Mm-hmm. Not much this week. I just want to do a disclaimer as well. We don't force Goodwill into doing this. Uh, <laughs> we do force him into doing certain things, but this is was his choice. I want yeah. my family back, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be more believable if I kidnapped your dog. Shout out to uh, my mother. Happy Mother's Day. Shout out to my grandmother. Happy Mother's Aww. Day. Yeah, look at him being all Aww. soft and sweet. No. Oh, no, that is sweet. Happy <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So, Sammy, what have you been watching? Oh, have I been watching? What have I not been watching? No. Um, on Tuesday, I forced my husband into watching A League of Their Own. Right. The Tom Hanks film, because it is just fucking phenomenal. Um, I finished my second run of one of my choices tonight, so I'm not going <laughs> to mention it. <laughs> but what my, what Anth watched, um, and I was catching bits and pieces of it, was the Netflix documentary on the aeroplane that went missing oh, in right. Malaysia. Oh, yeah. oh NH370, uh, I think. Yeah, That's wow. Yeah. From, uh, from what I watched, it Wow. That that's that's a lot. He watched the end of it, and I was like, "Was there a conclusion?" And he was like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> well, like, they didn't oh. find it, so I was like, "Oh, well, that's a shame." Yeah. Um, we watched the first episode of The Mandalorian because we mm-hmm. are a little bit behind. I have not seen the final episode of Last of Us. Right. So it's a good job we didn't come on Tuesday then. Well, no. If I, if, I, if I was if I was coming on on Tuesday, I would have watched it on Tuesday. But with Anne's birthday. I didn't mm. get a chance to, and I forced him to watch League of Their Own. So, yes. ego, you got pick. All right, so so with uh, his birthday, you make him watch stuff you want to watch. Is that how this works? There, <laughs> yes, that's our household. Come and, and come and live with me. I'll, I'll Just so he knows who's boss, Paul. That's what it is. <laughs> but now I allowed you to live one more year. <laughs> now I've finished my second run of that that one, and um, I've started the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, I like that. But I started, me and Anne started watching it when it first came out and I just dropped off. Just not mm. purpose, like, not because I wasn't enjoying it. I just dropped off it. And mm. um, with the new series and final season coming out this year, I thought, I'll just, I'll go back to the beginning and start. And I, do you know what? It's like I never watched it. I can't remember any of it. So <laughs> it's a good job. I am going back. <laughs> but that is, that is what I have been watching this week. Ah, oh, very cool. Now, like I say, You'll be sad to hear I am still staying away from the Moonshiners. I haven't made a return as of yet because, let's be honest, I'm 
I'm falling out of love with another, and I want to keep the memory fresh and like the love there for the moonshiners all all the, all my life there. So shout out to the moonshiners. Um, but I have um been watching something new, mm. and, it's, and it's not on Discovery Plus, people. So that's oh, a bit of a surprise. Disappointed. <clears throat> um, I become a little bit obsessed with this and watched the two seasons in one day, stopping up till five o'clock in the morning, one day. Actually, watching because uh, I needed to know how it ended. Head uh-huh. uh, lasso. Yeah, I knew I, you were going to say that. <laughs> I didn't realize how fucking good this show was. So good. We watched it last year, just like literally the same as you, one after the other. Because I couldn't. I was devastated. I couldn't actually get the link for the find the last episode of season two for nearly mm-hmm. a week after it came out, and I was heartbroken. <laughs> it's so good. No, um, like I. Uh, more than anything, the writing within it was absolutely brilliant, and the characters. Because I was yeah. worried it was just going to be another footballer's wives. Um, mm. That which again, I got that. <laughs> um, when you see the trailers and like all the different uh, avenues, you think, "Oh, I, I don't know if I can actually handle that." Because the footballer's wives took you on a journey. Um, like, oh, say, that, I feel, that I feel that I feel that you went on. Yeah, well, funny enough, claim to fame with his living at Matt. Well. Spending a lot of time in Manchester at the time that, that this was getting filmed, mm-hmm. I used to drink in the pub with a lot of the people that were in the show. So. Oh, <laughs> oh God, right, okay. So you uh, felt you had an obligation to watch it. Yeah, and that in Hollyoaks, mm. there was a few people from Hollyoaks who used to drink in the bars that I used to frequent. Um, oh, Bob Ed's only about this big; he's, he's nearly as tall as you, Sarah. So don't worry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, and this is a bit of a bitch from Corey. Just just put that out there. Uh, Non-exclusive, yeah, non-exclusive there. But yes, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like it is an adult comedy because there is some fruity language, like say that my dad didn't approve of when I was telling him about today. Same reason he doesn't watch the podcast. Um, but yes, the writing and the storytelling it's very wholesome and very mm-hmm. like say just makes you want to do better. I think that's the best. Yeah, way I can put he it. does. He he put he completely put a smile on my face. Like Jason Sudeikis was just. Mm-hmm. It, it it didn't it didn't wear thin, so mm-hmm. that like whole persona could have really wore thin really quickly, and it doesn't. I am absolutely like head over heels in love with them, mm-hmm. Roy Kent, um, even Jamie, mm-hmm. like even Jamie, like Jamie is an asshole, but he kind of comes. He's a bit of a lovable asshole as well. Yeah, I fell in um, love with Sam as well. He was just so adorable. Oh, he's <laughs> just so cute. Um, but the this the the underlying story that goes with with the whole series is just mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. It is such a shout out to men's mental health. Yeah, and it's and it's done in such a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I'm we're waiting for the third series to finish, and we will literally just binge it. Yes. So yes. So uh, um, starting on uh, without the weird and wonderful. So sorry, guys. I'll try and watch something strange for next week's episode. I promise. Please do. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is what this is what the people are wanting. This, this is what Lee and uh, Christoph get off on 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 the night out. Paul and his yeah. moonshiners. But saying that though, I do have something of yours that Grant's give me. So I'll just keep this here just to make you've sure got that you've got, I've got your jacket here, Sammy. So if it gets cold, I might wear it. <laughs> If Grant okay. did actually dare us to wear it with nothing else. I was like, no, I'm not getting done for that. I'm not getting <laughs> that, that type of feedback. Do you know what, though? <laughs> I'd still wear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having my coat. <laughs> yes. So we'll give you it for Nerdfest. But yeah. yes, so get the plugs in as well. Like I say, we are yeah. going to be hosting the cosplay competition. Um, yeah. We are going to be naming the judges later this evening as well, because I won't be partaking as a judge. 
I am taking a step back because, to be honest, I don't really know too much about cosplay, and I'll probably just pick the one that looks the prettiest, and that's probably not fair. So just putting that out there. Um, but yes, we've got some people that are experts in a lot of different aspects. Like this, Goodwill is going to be one of our judges and he is yeah. our sci-fi nerd. We've got Sam, who is like the Game of Thrones fantasy nerd. And we might have one or two others. So I'll let them come out for the surprises later on. Yeah. But yes. So are you going to so... do your disclaimer that I butchered? <laughs> At least I'm trying to do it, though. Like no, it. No, one, no one else has done it for you, though. Charlotte's done it before. All right, sorry. Charlotte's done it once before, but you sounded brilliant. It wasn't BBC worthy, but it was good. (laughs) I joke, I joke. So they make a really bad comment there. I thought, no, that will get me cancelled totally. So (laughs) text us it later. So everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Well done, yes. And she didn't say the C word in it, so it's always better there. Uh... <laughs> no, but I finally, I finally nailed the Game of Thrones opening. And instead of just like living in it and like you've done it I just went fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you will get to check that out on our Patreon please it's only £2 and you can watch Sammy say fuck yeah if if that gets your rocks off that'll be like say content it's great content (laughs) yes so tonight's episode is our top five American sitcoms now I thought this was going to be really really easy and Me it's too. been a complete minefield. It's yeah. it's probably changed my top five. It's changed more this week than any others. Even to the point of half an hour before we went live, I was taking ones out and putting ones in. If yeah. anyone caught us at the beginning mm-hmm. and my face lit up, that was me changing it up pick. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, though, I know I'm going to go all mushy and soft here. What a nice memory lane to think about these as well because yeah. I yeah. think Definitely. with these ones it's like a, a nice warm blanket it's like the comfort zone here yeah, and absolutely. that's what I felt when I was thinking about these because normally like when you think about your top fives it's like a pressure on you think why does this mean this too much to us and you think oh like all the nice memories I've not had a bad memory or bad thought mm-hmm. about anything I've thought about this week like why I'm picking these or um it's just made us smile a lot. And I don't know about you guys. No, I couldn't agree with you more. And what made me smile even more is that my husband picked my top five. Oh. <laughs> but it was just, it was, we were talking about it last night and I was, and I've had like a list like running through my head and I was just, you know what? I'm just going to have to narrow it down. Um, and I said to him, top five American sitcoms. And he went, what for you? And he just listed all <laughs> five and he went, and it's just goes to show how well he actually knows us. Oh, bless him. So all five straight away. And you don't let him watch his own things on his birthday. That's, see, <laughs> that's harsh. I know. But, yeah. but yes, so how did you find it, Sarah? With it being your first time doing a live top five rather than being in the audience, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've, I've faced similar to you, but I kind of, it got to a point where I just kind of had to leave it and went, right, that's it, or I will be yeah. changing it right up to the end. Mm-hmm. I had about, a, I had a top ten. Right. And I kept swapping them in and out, in and out. And you no, know, a couple of days ago, I went, right, this is my final list. 
I've got a few notes on each of them. I'm going to leave it at that and ignore the list for a couple of days because it will just, I'll be in every five minutes changing it. Yeah. I like that that because okay. I normally go with like the first five that does come in my head, but with this, it wasn't the five that like came into my head. It was like a, like ten twenty, and then, it, then when I was thinking, I was like, "Oh yeah, that one. Oh yeah, that one." And like even talking to my dad today, like ones I was talking about, like I don't know if you remember. With well, to be fair, Goodwill now he'd not be able to remember because he's a young and us us oldies <laughs> being all forty and stuff or nearly forty. Um, the Paramount Comedy Channel before yeah. it started just showing Friends mm-hmm. used to have all the old like uh, sitcoms like Taxi. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry if anyone's pictures Wings and like say Soap. Fucking yeah. Soap was brilliant, by the way. Soap was a <laughs> yeah, that was such a good one. Wow, it's yeah. just like come flooding back to us there. <laughs> yeah, but no, all them different things were just absolutely like just little memories and little nostalgia pockets that just popped yeah. and like say. Like something I needed, I think this week. Because I, I, I'll be honest, I've had a shit week. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, mental, mental health wise, it's been a tough one for for a lot of people. And like, say, I'm not one of these people that's ashamed to say that I've, I've struggled this week. But mm-hmm. this Good. thinking about doing this and uh, thinking about these things has really helped and made yeah. things. So um, this is going to be my therapy tonight. So I do apologize. This is uh, <laughs> no, don't ever apologize. This is what we are, we're here for. We are a ther- mm. we are a nerdy therapy session. This is where you get to hash out everything. Oh yes, I like say when I thought about these picks as well. Like say bringing back good emotions and nice emotions as well. So I'm quite excited. But again, I'm not going to be selfish for once. I'm going to be really. I, I am going to be very nice. So I'm going to let our lovely new guest go first. So Sarah, <laughs> you get the number one pick. Number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. The, the, the first one I've chosen um, has, it, it's one of the earliest ones I can remember actually seeing an episode of. Um, and it reminds me of my grandma um, because, well, because of the subject uh, mm-hmm. of, of, of it. And it was something that I actually watched with her quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's 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 your traditional like it's it's funny, it's soppy, it's heartfelt. Um, it did tackle a few taboos as well, which I think is what I found is one of the themes that I've got going through mine tonight. Mm-hmm. There are things in there which shouldn't be heartfelt. It, it but mm-hmm. the ones that I've chosen do have their moments of going headfirst into like the harder stuff. I, I love feel that, that we may have the same list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of uh, sitcoms that do that as well, though. So yeah. the 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 do kind of go into it. But I mean, the 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 one that I've chosen, it's it's it shows that no matter what age you are, you can move away, stay single, date, be promiscuous, but still have great friends like people mm-hmm. around you who love you, and you love them and. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a version of the ultimate adopted family yeah. that leans into you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. Yeah. yeah. Or you can choose your cult. You can choose your cult, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we can't. <laughs> well, you can't, but... Um... Go on, Sarah. <laughs> um, my first pick is The Golden Girls. Oh, wow. God damn it! It's on my list! <laughs> um... Sing the I'm theme sorry. tune now. Yeah, I was yeah. actually going to. That's how I was going to start it. I was going to sing the theme tune, but yes, Golden Girls is on my. <laughs> you list can still too. sing it if you want. Sing it. 
<laughs> we might get it in a bit but yeah it's on my list yeah. too and I've actually I, I I was quite upset when I found that I couldn't find my Golden Girls t-shirt so I've worn this mm-hmm. which to some may be uh, a link uh, yes. yes I get um, it as we uh, as some of you may or may not know B. Arthur's image appeared on a t-shirt in the Deadpool movie yes mm-hmm. and reportedly Ryan Reynolds paid quite a large amount of money to be Arthur's favourite uh, charity in order to use her image, mm-hmm. and again, it's it's kind of like sticking to that, yeah, authenticity because Deadpool himself in the comics was a big Golden Girls fan. Yes, mm-hmm. and yes, I just really was. appreciate the fact that they allowed him to use it for like a charitable donation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one of my all-time favourite actresses is Betty White. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's again, it's the first thing I saw her in and, you know, mm-hmm. I fell in love with that and, you know, the, the, oh, I can't I'm, really say enough good she, things yeah, about Betty White. To be fair though, I was, I was a Blanche fan, but for obvious reasons, so. Oh, well, I've, I've got bits and bobs about, about them I want to say though, because like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, at one point it was blamed for creating a whole generation of gay men. Right. Thank you, Golden Girls. Yes, yes. Um, and I mean, you know, I'm going to say this. This is sarcastically, in case it doesn't come across. But you know, how dare they give an entire generation the idea that being gay is okay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's 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 an episode that I'd like to follow the gay statement up with, and it's Blanche's brother announced yeah. that he was going to marry another man. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it's kind of like the 80s. It's kind of like, mm, is yeah. that right? Is that not right? Mm-hmm. I mean, some places are still like that now, but I don't want to go into the politics side of that. Yeah. Um, but Sophia um, turned around and said to him, you know, everybody wants someone to grow old with. Shouldn't everyone have that chance? Yeah. And I just think it's it's a great, like, it's, it's kind of like an acceptance. Yeah. And you know, an F you to the people who didn't like like that statement. Yeah. At the same time. So it was kinda like, you know, but mm-hmm. it's not the only like um example of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, Blanche again, she 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 you could see her as like a sex educator. Oh definitely. Oh, massively. <laughs> yeah. Um I... you know, she was sex positive. She mm-hmm. hooked up with lots of different men. Um but at the same time she's just stood up and taught us that women especially older women um could do that and it was that again was okay and again there's like my example for that one is they went they all went to the store to buy condoms one time mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Sorry. what i'm gonna say <laughs> <don't> <laughs> you, <Tammy. laughs> they went to the store to buy store. condoms and Typically, like, you know, they, they were at the till and there was a price check on these condoms. So <laughs> there was an announcement over the tenor, you know, can we have a price check on these condoms? And obviously, four older women standing at the mm-hmm. till and, like, people walking past giving them, like, dodgy mm-hmm. looks and things like that. Yeah. But then Blanche takes the tenor and basically gives a speech on, like, you know, being safe and, you know, um, sexual responsibility and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I just thought, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, 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 there's no shame in it that in no. the fact that no, they are going out and buying the condoms in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's kind of it's going back to that. Uh, there was there was a time when, um, like, 
sexually transmitted diseases were absolutely rife in care yeah. homes and uh, like homes for the elderly because they thought yeah. they didn't need to use that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know it's it's kind of reflecting on that. Um mm-hmm. No, I, I see it's it's a great pick as well cuz like if you think about it, what the type of show it was, it was groundbreaking and they would like kind of say it's shown all the ladies like in a different light that they've probably never been shown before. And I'll go as far as say we wouldn't have shows like Sex in the City if it wasn't for oh, the Golden no. Girls. No, 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 not at all. Um Yeah, and I mean even then it's like a, it's 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 incredibly funny and it wasn't afraid of the controversy. Um there was that hearted and stuff with that mix of funny and heartwarming stuff. And again, it was like an a fuck you to we will say what we want. And mm-hmm. I like that attitude in people. Yeah. Um, And I think that a lot more older women should have that attitude. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you are um, that older generation now, though. We so are that older generation. Yeah. And I am going to swear my head off when I am in a care home. <laughs> yeah. I will yes. tell you what I think. Um, oh, the, the, oh, there was one more thing that I, I wanted to touch on as well, because I think it was an important thing because of the the tabooness of the subject in the 80s and there was an episode where rose betty white's character actually thought that she might have aids oh god right, it's, so, yeah. it's so sad it's such a sad episode just sad episode thing, and the thing is it's kind of like it was massively taboo it was seen as shameful it yeah. was literally a death sentence mm-hmm. for, for people at the time who had that mm-hmm. um but i mean Again, it was Blanche again. She came forward and she said, it's not a bad person's disease. Yeah. yeah. It was a, such an educational episode. And you've got to remember these episodes are 20, 25 minutes long. There's not a lot of time to fit in the the message that they want to portray. But that episode is so powerful yeah. because it because Rose acts like that's it. It's over. Mm-hmm. Can't touch anyone. Can't do this. Can't do that. Like, And Blanche is like, you you need to educate yourself. That was the that was the premise of everything is educate yourself. Education. Mm-hmm. And it was such a fantastic episode. I think the the women involved with this show as well, they had very much like a lot a of control say. of and a massive say of what went out, what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. As soon as that kicked off, like I remember like it used to be Friday nights it used to be on, wasn't it? I, 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 I think so, yeah. Because yeah. it used to be I, like because Friday night recorded. used to be the, the used to be the American uh, sitcom night because that's where like Friends got like started out and like everything used to go on Channel Four on a Friday night. But um, they used to, like, as you said they used to have certain episodes on at seven o'clock, but like the hard hitting ones used to be on always a bit later. Yeah. But um, I still remember because like it used to be a show I used to watch with my mum, and yeah, I didn't get half the jokes or half the humor because I don't think I was the target audience. But let's be honest. But I just remember like the energy and like. The like, like the the magic they had between all four of them. All four of them had the elements where it was like you would never be able to get that chemistry again. Like no. if you picked four people and tried to get them in the room, like each one of them, like B Arthur, like B Arthur was just Starwood. Like she, you looked at her and she had a presence, and she had like star, like everything she did was just pure star, like. Mm-hmm. And I just give her credence. And Betty White was just a lovable, like one you just wanted to give a cuddle, cuddle to. And and she had that career that she, like she never changed, and like elements to it as well. But no, I, I was hoping, like say, 
the Golden Girls would well, I probably knew it was Sammy. I'm glad yeah. it's like say that one of the it's, first ones that came out the, the shed well, as well. I'll go I'll take my pick next, which is the Golden Girls. <laughs> yep. So why does the Golden Girls for you then, Sammy? Honestly, it's just it's been such a staple since I can remember. I can't pinpoint when I found it. But I've just constantly gone back. And I have never been so fucking happier when it came on Disney Plus because it is the hardest goddamn show to find on <laughs> streaming platforms. Yeah. Um, especially if you want to watch it in order and you know the order. Like, mm-hmm. don't get us wrong. Every episode is something completely different. But when you know the order of that show and it's not, and it, it totally messes you up. So I was so happy that Disney Plus have it. Um, it is just such a pioneering series for its time. The the language that they use, the subjects that they cover, these women knew exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly yeah. what they were doing in that series. Um, I go down massive rabbit holes when I get involved with the Golden <laughs> Girls. Um, I love the fact that they're all the same age. If mm-hmm. not, actually, I think Rue um, McClanahan was actually younger. She was probably the youngest out of all of them. Um, there wasn't that much age difference between Stella Getty and B. Arthur. Mm-hmm. But Estelle Getty did go and do the do the naughty and got a facelift, <laughs> and the studio went fucking crazy <laughs> because she's meant to look older than B. Arthur. When in actual fact, if you took the makeup off, she looks a hell of a lot younger than her. <laughs> um, I just I love the chemistry between the women. I love Rue McClanahan so much. That Southern Belle, that you you know where that woman's come from. She's from mm-hmm. the South. You yeah. know the values of how she grew up, but that mm-hmm. is not the person that you see living in that house. It like is she not. grows, she expands, she's just, oh, she's absolutely phenomenal. So when the series ended, because B. Arthur left, oh, the last series, she started to dwindle out of it and they, they tried to, they tried to revive it with a hotel. I don't know mm-hmm. if any of you have seen the series, but they move into a hotel and it's not called the Golden Girls anymore. It's called something like the Golden Hotel or something or the Golden mm-hmm. Times. It's something like that. And they move in, they go and work in a hotel and it's just the three of them, Estelle Getty, Rue McClanahan and um, Betty White and Don Cheadle. Very, very young Don God, Cheadle yeah. works <laughs> in the hotel with them and they have one of the most powerful scenes with um, about racism. Yeah, because the one about the flag, and isn't it it's the, the flag? It's the Confederate flag episode, yes. And obviously, you know where um, Blanche comes from, and mm-hmm. that flag has a, a different meaning to her than what it does for Don Cheadle's. And it's such a powerful scene. But mm-hmm. I love everything about this show. I generally thought that this would be me one that wasn't going to be on anyone's list. <laughs> I really, honestly, did. But the minute you started seeing ahead of its time groundbreaking women and then i was like all right okay this is this is my first pick (laughs) but i'm really pleased that you did because honestly i i pioneer for this show like i i've got my husband watching it i am begging my sister to watch it and she gave me birthday a couple of years ago she got me a mouse uh, mouse mat um placemats with all the women on it so i have a lot of blanches and rue and uh Betty White's all out my house just to put your cups on. <laughs> this yeah, one was going... always on my list. <laughs> this oh, one was, never, was never me... moved off it. All right. Apart from my number one pick, mm-hmm. this is the second one Anth said. 
that I would pick would be the Golden Girls. I just absolutely adore it. It is so lighthearted in some cases, even when they're talking about the nitty gritty, like it's yeah. still yeah. lighthearted yeah. and funny. The fact that they could call each other sluts and got away with it. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> they constantly use that word, but it's never used in <laughs> I can't, I, it doesn't come across to me as derogatory. They no. are literally ripping the piss out of each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I it's, love it's, it. Uh, to be fair, though, it's the same when we call Goodwill a, twa- a twat. It's meant with love. <laughs> what is it? Love and affection. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I'll, uh, my number one pick probably wouldn't have been my number one pick if Sarah hadn't said it first. <laughs> I probably would have waited to drop that pearl in, but yeah, it's yeah. Golden Girls. Cool. So, Goodwill, do you want to go next? You're looking all smarmy and uh, I'm really not. Sultry this is... and trying to, is there someone you're trying to impress in the chat? So you're trying no, to... <laughs> no. I have, as you know, I have deliberated this top five for months. This has been my first <laughs> top five um, because I, I love me sitcoms. Yes. And there's far too bloody many to condense into five so i've had a good fellow break. you've probably been on most more than them so oh P.O. <laughs> been on um so far um <laughs> my fifth my, my first one um i watched this when it came out um and then i i sort of rediscovered it during lockdown and mm. it was something that i <sighs> It was the first lockdown, so it wasn't one, two, or three Tokyo Drift. It was the fast, you know, the lock and the down, or whatever it's going to call the original, the OG, the original, yeah, the um, one where we couldn't look out the you, you letterbox without being taught being scaremongered. Get in, before, <laughs> yeah, before Vin Diesel's family became common. Oh, uh, no, not not them kids. names anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are banned from the group as well. The fact that I don't we have many memes, but the family ban steers. Yeah, I'm the only wheel man you need, guys. So <laughs> this one I, I discovered, like I said, during lockdown. Uh, I'll give you some hints. Uh, 2006 to 2013, set at the lovely New York City, set in New York City. This will probably give it away, starring Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin. Oh, thank God for that. Set at <laughs> 30 Rockefeller Center, Manhattan. It is... 30 rock very good nice so this essentially for me because i am a huge saturday night live fan yes absolutely huge and you know even if you have never seen saturday night live you can appreciate the stars that have been born from saturday night live so Mm -hmm. when they were like hey tina fey's got this sitcom coming out and it's saturday night live on drugs and you're just like what Oh, okay. And I fell in love with it mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> from the pilot all the way to the end. I absolutely adored it. Um, everyone in it, I loved. I loved Kenneth, who, you know, towards the end was some sort of transcendent primordial being that's been around for <laughs> hundreds of years, but Gosh. really wants to be a runner. It spoke, Kenny spoke to me quite a lot uh, when I first saw it because um, I actually applied for NBC Universal uh, in New York uh, when I left uh, uni and I graduated mm-hmm. um, because they did this great uh, apprenticeship scheme where they would, uh, if you passed, they would pay for you to move to New York 
yeah. and they will train you up for a year or two um, in, you know, what, what studio work or whatever you wanted to learn. And then if you pass, they, they would then give you a job in one of their subsidiaries in, in London or wherever <laughs> around the world. So I, I applied for that. Obviously, I didn't get it. Oh, but, oh yeah. um, it, 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 unless you didn't choose nearly up north over NBC. Is that what it is? That you... <laughs> I also got a job on a cruise ship, but I'll talk about that another time. <laughs> um, so, so I was a singer. How many no. gimmicks uh, have you got? I've got all of them. How many lives um, have you led? Too many, Sammy, too many. <laughs> but uh, this, this was, it was so funny and it was so hilarious. And they did what uh will and grace did which was quite popular around about this area where they did um a lot of live like a couple of live shows yeah but it was brilliant because as the people behind it worked on snl and it was you know the live stuff was was filmed at studio 8h where snl is filmed it was just literally a 45 minute snl sketch um and with tina fair behind it it was just so funny and the 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 to and from between Jack and Liz Lemon, um, Alec Baldwin and Tina Fey always used to get me because Alec Baldwin just played this like rich, like he played Alec Baldwin. Let's be honest, he played wasn't Alec he? Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, he, he played Alec Baldwin, but like super rich Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. um, and it it just I absolutely I, I, I loved it. I love Tracy Jordan. Because he was just such a diva all the way through. Mm. I loved, um, oh, I forget her name now, but Lizzie's best friend, um, the, the blonde haired woman. I have to oh, is it her from Kimmy Schmidt and yeah. Beale? Yes. Yeah. She is um, a phenomenal actress. Absolutely She's got the biggest phenomenal. eyes in the world. Yes. <laughs> but it was just so, it was always well written and it was just always like, it was a lighthearted dig at the pressures that, the SNL crew face because obviously yeah. they work five to six days a week. And like once they've done the Saturday show, they have like a day off and then rank, you know, they're straight into the next show on it's Monday morning. Work. And yeah. It, yeah, the turnaround is insane. And it shows, it like portrays like just how hard the crew work in the background yeah. because Saturday Night Live um, is when you read about it and when you watch the behind the scenes, it is insane, like the, that crew to do an hour and a half show every week at eleven thirty at night, mm-hmm. and do everything at speed, like changing sets because it's only one studio, and the speed of which they change your sets, it's insane. Yeah. And this was sort of like a loving tribute. To, so I mean, it took the piss out of Saturday Night Live, and Lorne Michaels did oversee it, but it was like a loving way to basically say these kids, oh, you know. They're all hyped up on caffeine and drugs. Why? Because they do a show at midnight in New York City and they have to change sets in 30 seconds and completely change someone's makeup in yeah. 10 seconds. And it was just, I, I, I loved it. Um, and I deliberate, this, this was one that was constantly darting in and out of my list, but I thought no, because for me, it was such a unique sitcom about technically a sitcom, like a live variety yeah, it's, show. Yeah, it's, it's so, it's so meta. We it saw, is. We've, we started watching it, but again, Bella, for no other reason but just because we did. We actually mm. really loved it. Um, I am I am a fan of Tina Fey. I think her comedy is hilarious. But Tracy Morgan is just a 
fucking delight to watch on screen. He really An is, absolute yeah. delight. That man is a treasure. He does, he's just brilliant. But I, I will go back and watch it at some point. But I can imagine Lorne Michaels had a lot of overseeing on this. Like, I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. him not. <laughs> he, they, they, they did a lot of things. Like I said, it was, it's very much SNL bar the name. Yeah, that's um, what I thought. It did feel like I was watching an extended version of SNL Live. That's yeah. that's what I bought into first. But then again, I think something else must have got came out, and I, I kind of trailed away from it. Yeah, they 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 also had a lot of special guests, and you know, mm. like Michael Keaton and stuff like yeah. that, just playing a janitor where he's like mm-hmm. two days from retirement or something like that, and he's just like, <laughs> I'll just turn this screw, and then I'll go home and throw <laughs> the pitch for the big game. I hope nothing <laughs> happens. And it was just that sort of SNL type mm. comedy in a multi camera yeah. sitcom. I just, Love I absolutely, that. I absolutely loved it. It is something I feel I will go back to, but I'm not in any rush to because it's, mm. it's there, and yeah. I'll eventually get round to it. No, cool choice. Yes. Yeah. So I'll follow up with a link to the Golden Girls in a way, because Betty White did cameo in this TV show in for I think it was two episodes. Um, this show, I think I've got it already. <laughs> <laughs> this show, it's it's one of them ones where you either love it or you hate it. But all the references in it, it's very much my kind of TV show, and it's very self-aware. Because it has its poor seasons, it has its poor episodes, but the season finale, when it ends, it makes reference to it, and the speech the main character gives, saying sometimes you have your ups, sometimes you have your downs, but and I absolutely just love the characters in this, and we did get a lot from this. Like the people who are involved with making this show, we wouldn't probably if they didn't get big off this because they did have some involvement in, we wouldn't have Avengers Endgame. Or, or, oh, um, it's just clicked. <laughs> um, six seasons in a movie, hashtag, yeah. uh, community. Now, this is one I didn't watch when it first came out. I think I picked up on Netflix. And the writing in this show and the characters in this show are up there with some of the best sitcoms you'll ever see. It's one of the, it doesn't get the credit for because a lot of people. Don't I don't say it is like like a because it's weird. It is very mm-hmm. strange and like the episodes are self-contained. They're puppet episodes. But the people that give us from this, we got like say Donald Glover uh, yeah. for it. And even though he went batshit crazy and was a complete dickhead for half the season, half the episodes that he was in, it brought back Chevy Chase. And Chevy Chase was good in this. He wasn't phoning it in. Yeah, I've but heard. if you hear about the back, like forget about mm-hmm. like. The personality, as as we said before, but him in this show was just magic, and all, mm. and that, that's the one thing that when a show like things like Friends or The Big Bang, it very much relies on the characters' interactions with each, with each other, yeah. and this was just amazing, and not just the main cast, like the the side cast in it, like uh, a Starburns or Leonard. Or Todd's like I know I'm just listing people's names and if you've not seen it, it won't make any things, but they carried these people all the way through the six seasons and kept on bring them back for little references and they got little side things about them. And it was just so much fun. And that's yeah. what I can say about this show. It's just oh, fun. Wow. And um you can tell the people in it are complete B 
big nerds as well because yeah. there's the Star Wars references, yeah. there's the Star Trek references, there's Indiana Jones references, and they do something that other shows do well as well, but they make have big event episodes and they try and one-up the episodes, I think. So um, one of the big things is paintball. They have a paintball right. competition through it in the first season, and it's a two-parter, and it's hilarious. It's like how like p- people and friends would tear each other apart to win a competition of paintball, and then it comes well, back. Oh, <laughs> totally. And they bring it back in the next thing. So you, you can, it's almost like, again, probably a show that we'll talk about later, like, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where you're looking forward to that uh, Halloween episode. Yeah. Um, This kind of like you were looking forward to, like, the like sort of thing. But the main cast, like, Joel McHale, like, playing Jeff Winger, is, like, if you want to see a journeyman, like, go through a change mm-hmm. and see, he goes, like, he's the ultimate douchebag from the first episode. And he's basically, the premise is, he's a, a lawyer that basically cheated and said he had a diploma that I didn't, got found out. So he sent to community college to get his diploma and to basically so he can start being a lawyer again. So he's smarmy, he's a cunt. Sorry, I'll say the word. Um, (laughs) He is is literally everything. And he meets this guy called Abed and Abed is just the sweetest, most innocent robot you'll ever meet. Uh, (laughs) That's the best way I can describe because he just takes pop culture and he, he thinks real life is like a TV show. So he puts every references. There's like reference to ghost. Like he goes to a pottery class and there's there's no ghosting uh, sign. So if anyone sings <laughs> Unchained Melody, like, they get banned from the class and stuff like that. Oh my God. Um, but like say you fall in love with Alison Brie. Alison Brie's first like appearance in this show and she's starts off as a mild-mannered little girl and turns into like this absolutely stunning, beautiful woman throughout um, I I could go on and like say that one like even the side characters like the, the Dean uh Dean Craig Pelton is one of the most hilarious things. But again, he's an overly out person, but he doesn't make reference to his sexuality. And they even make like an episode where they try and make him come out, and he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm just me. I'm just flamboyant." And it was just lovely to see that element, and. Having the main protagonist like throughout the seasons as um, Ben Chang, who was uh, Ken uh, Ken Chuang, I, I probably said it wrong. Him out the Hangover he, um, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, Ken Chuang. Gotten... Ken Chuang, sorry, he yeah. plays uh, like start a, a, a Spanish teacher, and he it's just one of the most hilarious things. He tortures these students to the point where he gets sacked, so he comes back as a student, and then he he basically becomes the security that lives on thing that it's just mental his journey all the way through there's monkeys called annie's boobs and i say and there's one <laughs> where and it's like a, a what they call like a bottle episode because as i said uh abed takes it all like he's um like it's like a tv show and one of the episodes where annie's sick of having her pen stolen so she kicks off with the group and the group just melt down in this room because it's all sat in like a study room, like in a table, this magic table. Uh, I know it sounds weird, but it honestly is one of the most amazing episodes I've ever seen on TV. Um, wow. But And it did introduce John Oliver as well. So we got oh, yeah. John Oliver in a T-shirt and he yes. was a recurring character throughout. But And the only thing that lets it down, and again... 
with any TV show, it did lose its magic a little bit when Donald Donald Glover left, like because um, like he moved on to bigger and better things, shall we say? Um, and it kind of lost its spark a little bit, but it reacted to that. It got new people in. It got the guy out of uh, Breaking Bad in to play like a like a teacher. Then it got the the woman out of Blade Runner. Um, I've got her name now. I can't remember, uh, but she was in Ace Ventura as well. Did Howard Finkel? She comes in, and the dynamic changes like as as they grow and they get like move on. It's just so self-aware, and I would always recommend people to give this a watch. Even if you don't love it, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, this is... So you got us into Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. So I'm going to play Community the same way I did Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm just going to put it on and hope for the best. I'm not going to tell them what Mm -hmm. it is. I'm just going to put it on, because it's exactly how I did it with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because I know you have talked about mm-hmm. this of how much you love this show um you've i'm sure you've even referenced it at some point throughout the <laughs> podcast um but yeah this is one that i really do want to watch i think me and Ant have exhausted all of our sitcoms for now we are on like fourth runs fifth runs 25 fifth runs so this is something fresh that i, I really want to watch if you like movies if you like tv shows it, it basically it's like parodies a lot of them throughout what? It's like a parody TV show, I would say, but but doesn't make it too obvious where it slaps you in the face. Plus, that is one I'm going to watch. Such a cool choice. I'm so, actually yes. in the middle of a rewatch of Community at the minute, and it <laughs> is one. It's 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 it is one of the ones that kept going on and off my list. <laughs> um, oh, I absolutely do. Honestly, I can't sing Jolene in the same way again. Um. <laughs> And okay, um, you've got me a tr- intrigued well, with that alone. You, you, you'll get that when you get to when you get to the episode. And I mean, I, oh, I can't I can't say what I want to say now because I don't want to spoil it for you. But the the after credit scene with Betty White was um, <laughs> <laughs> you you know exactly what I'm talking about, Paul. Um, yes. Inside jokes, there, oh, Goodwill. I, no, I, no, absolutely um, fantastic. I love Betty White. Oh my god, I love her yeah. so much, and that just makes my day every time I see that. Yeah, it's um, like the premise of the after credits isn't like a little thing to the episodes. Normally, it's got like Abed and Troy, like uh, like Donald Glover's character. I've given an interview to a camera crew that's not there, like pretending they're like a like a, a TV show, like Sunday morning, like co-host and stuff. And they get like <laughs> random people, Judy. Richard and Judy esque, <laughs> or um, they come in a room and they find a baby and they're like, "Oh no, our lives have just got to change. I'm going to be a father." And like, then he's good. Where are you going to go to work? And they have this like mini argument, and this woman just gets up from the table and picks up the baby and walks and looks at him. And, the, <laughs> so and everything's just... a catastrophe without <laughs> yeah. it actually being a catastrophe. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, it's it's just as I said. It'll make you smile when you watch it. And I think mm-hmm. it doesn't try and be too clever. It mm-hmm. doesn't try and be too controversial. It does have important things in, and important like notes it does there. It's just, as I said, a, a bunch of friends having fun and the, like how they become friends and stuff, like become a family. Oh, it's oh, we could do Can something I just like sh- that. Shout out <laughs> to the cameos as well. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the cameos in this are amazing. It's like, um, Again, it's I don't really want to go into how many uh like of people that you notice in there, Sammy, but there's some really so big Sarah, ones quite early learn, on. I have the worst memory. So if I don't rewatch <laughs> this back, I may not actually remember. 
So don't you worry about spoiling anything. Um. Oh yeah, and it's it, it's rumored there is a certain scene in it which is rumored to have been the inspiration for Miles Morales' Spider Man. Yes. Mm, As well, so that is how much of an impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this show has had on things such as Marvel and and that as well. That's just one example of it. Yeah, that's why a lot of the cast um, actually have been in the Marvel universe mm-hmm. as side characters because of the Russo brothers' involvement yeah. in the show. Um, yeah, Nicola Brown's in it, isn't she? Yeah, like yeah. all of them's been she's, in. I think I think the only one, one of that my hasn't favorite people. Yeah, I think only person that hasn't is uh, Alison Brie yet, but that's because she was rumored to play. Um, a big uh, part, but didn't get it. I, I believe. I think she was up for Natasha Romanoff at the time. Oh. Well, I didn't know that. But yes, but I think she's a bit too busty for that role. Not saying anything, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, but apparently they're, they're keeping Alison Brie uh, available because they want. They think they've got a big aspirations for her when she does hit the Marvel u- universe. Maybe a Sue Storm. Possibly, I could see it, but mm. I think the one that um, I would have, I, I probably would have been really excited for would, would have been Carol. She would have been a re- really good Carol Danvers. She would have been a, an amazing Carol Danvers. Yeah. Mm. It is Alison Brie from Glow, right? Yep. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I could see Alison Brie as, because she can do serious, but she can mm. also be really quirky as well. Yeah. But no, definitely. Oh, what, what a great best choice. Cool. So we're back to Sarah now. So the pressure's on now for your second pick. Oh. Are you going to pick another one of Sammy's now? I bet you do. <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't know whether to skip to some of the other ones now, though. No, God, no. You don't do. Worry. My, my, my first note on this particular thing was, I would be surprised if this is not on somebody else's list. Right. That is actually my note for this. <laughs> for this um, and I mean, you, you'll get it as soon as I mention anything. Paul has mentioned it several times already tonight. <laughs> Nine nine. It's nine nine. Nine nine. Another nine nine. So it's on my list. I didn't pick it because I knew he would. Is it on Goodwill's list? Nope. That's less than I was expecting then. But yeah, it's 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 kind of like um, it's a comfort show for me. It's the best show. I've lost track of how many times I have watched this. Um. I just keep going back to it again and again and again. You know, it's 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 hilarious at times. <laughs> I love all the characters. I can relate to pretty much every character in there at some point during the show. Um, you know, <laughs> even Scully. <laughs> I'm very much a Scully, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of like there are so many different personalities in that mm-hmm. room, and it's just kind of how they interact with each other and. How you know you you think that you know how on earth would Rosa get on with Charles and stuff like that? But when it comes down to it, you know that they will put their lives on the line for each other, and oh, they, yeah. they they, they mm. are com- they completely that they have each other's backs. They're there no matter what for each other, and you know it's oh, I just love it. <laughs> this was fantastic. I, I probably I, I knew it was going to get picked, and again, I, I'm not going to be nasty or anything this was going to be me last because i'll be honest this is the perfect american sitcom i'll mm. everyone will see a friends or mm-hmm. uh, big bang theory nah. this one is perfect from start to finish mm-hmm. there is not a weak episode nah. there's not an there's not a story that is wasted there's not a character that's wasted Mm-mm. they use everything properly and it has the perfect ending the way it should have ended 
and that that we needed at the end. Yeah, and... I think it's. Uh... I think it garnered an audience in the UK, especially thanks to constant syndication for me four. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it, it I think it massively gained popularity over here during uh, lockdown and working from home because obviously you mm-hmm. have your telly on and what do you have during the day? You have whatever's in the background, what's in the background all day, every day. Brooklyn mm-hmm. nine nine. And it's one of those where you can finish it in the finale. By the way, can we cause we I don't think you ever discussed this on the Brooklyn Nine Nine episode. That finale, mm-hmm. where Holt sits mm-hmm. down with with Peralta Dude, and says, <laughs> "If I ever had a son, mm-hmm. I would be absolutely proud." Oh God, it gets me every time. Oh, but it's one God. of those where <laughs> it's, it's one of those where you can finish that and go straight back to the beginning and be oh, more yeah. than happy. To yeah, start I've done it. Again. I've done it as well. We we <laughs> only watched it because he kept banging on about it. <laughs> so I eventually all I did was just one night was sitting down having tea. I just put it on. Yeah. No, any and and scorn. Oh man, I didn't. I was like, just give it just one episode. Just give it one episode, and if you didn't like it, we'll turn it off. Watch the whole thing. We yeah. blitzed that whole series. There is not a there is not a bum note that runs through that. I'm not the entirety of the series. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think Sarah said it before on the Golden Girls. This is a hard hitting show with yeah. points it puts across. It doesn't back down from anything. And it's got Absolutely the characters not. and the people in involved that had the balls to say a thing. The whole, like, during, because this had the hardest season to do with everything that happened in America with the Black Lives yeah. Matter music. Yeah. I love the fact that season, they had a script and they went, we can't do this script now. It doesn't feel right. They put that in the bin and they rewrote it from scratch. They went, it might delay the season coming out a little bit, but we think we need to address this. We, if we don't address this, we wouldn't get a thing. And to have the balls to do that, especially after it already being cancelled once. Yeah. Because remember that this got cancelled and they, they said, won. oh, we didn't want, not because it wasn't doing well. I don't know what, I, I can't even get the, the reasons why it was cancelled. It was uh, Fox, because it was running on Fox. Mm-hmm. And they cancelled it, I think. And someone in the chat can probably correct me. I believe it was budgetary, right? Um, and I think, but because because much like like most things in America, it'll air on Fox, but it's probably recorded in another studio, right? Um, and, and I believe this was recorded at NBC Studios in LA. Mm-hmm. And it got cancelled by Fox. And almost immediately on Twitter, the showrunners were like, don't worry, we will fight for this. And it, it was one of the quickest turnarounds I have ever it was, seen. Yeah. It was like two, two days, two or three days. Two days, days NBC yeah. picked it up. Because NBC mm-hmm. knew they were like, no, we will take that. It's an mm-hmm. instant win. And yeah, yeah they, they backed a winner for that. But yeah. I think I think Netflix wanted it as well. They did, I think, yeah. because yeah, I think that was the thing. Because... I think Netflix now are finally showing the final season over here. Yes, um, I, I yes. got Carolyn texted the other day and mm-hmm. said the final season of uh, Nine Nines on. I was like, I've already fucking seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. some of the most memorable scenes, like, like even the joke scenes, the savior scenes, but just the best bit. Like, say, I'll start off and see if you just follow. You are 
but the cameos as well that like they use the cameos oh. so well like i think we're Two talking of my about my favorite on... people are in these cameos i think we talked about during like the brooklyn 99 episode we did like shows normally have cameos just for cameo sake mm-hmm. this one they're getting them on but they give them a real purpose like the sean aston one was just absolutely unreal yeah like yeah. and how he like said it all he was didn't recognize him because he had a shave it's like <laughs> <laughs> but like other things like even the ones where they are just a jokey one like adam sandler being on it's just yeah. hilarious like why is adam <laughs> sandler <Yeah. laughs> Who wants to see me put me this my sack in his mouth? <laughs> I'm making a very oh. serious movie. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Which actually does Kevin um, thing play? Kevin uh, James. <laughs> yeah, he plays that one. <laughs> um, Craig Robinson is still a favourite of mine. Um, yeah. I can't think of his name at the top of my head. The Pontiac Bandit. Yes. Doug Judy. Doug, Doug Judy. Judy. Doug That's Judy. it. Doug Judy. Doug Judy. <laughs> Always thought he was going to come through in the end, and he always ends up popping yeah. him over. One, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite things that uh, Doug Judy goes, he goes, Rosa, 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 are you single? No, I'm taken. I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I would, I would love to have been a fly on the wall when they made this as well. In the writing room, just sitting yeah. in that writing room, I'd just have been fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. sorry, I was just gonna carry on with the with the cameos there. Oh, sorry, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the two that are my favorite people in the world, like that, some of my two favorite actors have not been mentioned yet. So I feel like I need to address that quickly. Re- represent, represent, <laughs> represent, represent. <laughs> um, one of them is actually Rose's father. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. I yeah. adore Danny Trejo. Mm-hmm. One day I will get to America and I will try a Trejo taco. Yeah. <laughs> be fair, um, didn't, this, didn't they announce they were doing machete in space? It's supposed to be actually getting made now. You know oh what? my I'm a, God, I'm a, fuck yeah. I'm a massive machete fan. <laughs> I don't mind it either. I absolutely love machete. And, um, you know, anything with Danny Trejo in, we will go and watch yeah. basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just kind of like, just I'm gonna to touch on one of the like slightly more serious points there with Danny Trejo's character. Mm-hmm. It's Rosa coming out to them mm-hmm. as bisexual. And while I'm not condoning their reaction to it, you can kind of understand mm-hmm. um where her parents' reaction comes from because if you think about it, like um the Latino mm-hmm. community are traditionally, not always, traditionally they are more religious. Yeah. And not all religions are as accepting of, of alternative yeah. lifestyles as, as, as some. Yeah. But um, I just think it was a really good twist on it that he actually comes back later in the episode and says he needs to he needs time to absorb it and so does our mother. Like, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's accepting it. He will mm-hmm. need to continue to learn to accept it. Mm-hmm. But, his, but our mother needs more time. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like a positive outlook on that, really, because yeah. of their background mm-hmm. and like going forward it's a kind of i i understand that it's not as easily acceptable to yeah. everybody yeah. no definitely and i think um, the reaction to the team as well because it, it it shows you that i think the big message with that as well your family isn't always your family who you like who you've kind of born with it's people who are with you at the t- at your hardest times or at your worst or at your best yeah 
Um, yeah, and their reaction afterwards, like, say, oh, you're not going to have a games night with your parents anymore, but you're going to have a games night with us. Yeah. yeah. And that was, like, touching. But and I, I, just what you said there, Sarah, what I enjoyed about it as well, because normally you would expect it to be the different role. You would expect the mother to be more accepting to yeah. like her coming out, but it wasn't. It was a father. Yeah. And that was a, a nice it's... nice little touch. Um, something I wasn't expecting as yeah. well, because you got had, like, a staunch character like Danny Trejo playing him so you it makes it easier to be that like wall shall we say of of acceptance mm-hmm. and the same breakdown i think it, it had a bigger punch yeah, yeah massively yeah mm-hmm. i mean especially because like i i know that you're not meant to to just kind of like say oh i know him he's in all of these like yeah. guns toting type movies things like that so he's a hard man he's been in prison blah blah blah, blah. you're not meant to do that but it's an it's immediately what I think of when I see Danny Trejo and it's kind of like I know he's a tough guy but like at the same time on on social media he seems like an absolute darling yeah yeah, he's, he's so, such a sweetheart <laughs> he seems like I'd, I'd love to go for a coffee with him yeah <laughs> I loved him in Fanboys as well that was one of my highlights oh, yeah the chief <laughs> and yeah I, I, another of my favourite people as well though I, I can't go to talk about this without mentioning Nick Offerman. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the fucking duck. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty much the man of the moment anyway, but, yeah. you know, I have loved Nick Offerman so for so, so long. <laughs> um, but I yes, think we're going to start the Nelly Up North fan club for him, because oh, like, yeah, he's got a lot of love. <laughs> you got to watch Parks and Rec to be a part of it, though. I will sign up to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I mean, I like the fact that he wasn't just in one episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. as well as uh, that, he came back to help Terry's wife and things like that. Even though he wasn't kind of a doctor for humans, <laughs> <laughs> he still did it. Though he still stepped yeah, up. Yeah, he still yes. stepped up, and he still came and helped, no matter like what had happened in the past between him and Holt. Yes, when when Holt was a dog, yes. <laughs> was, a, was a dirty dog. But yeah, so I just love the relationships and like even like Holt yeah. and Kevin, it, it, that was one of the most pure and loving relationship in their own way. And yeah. like I said, the, the episode they made a brave decision as well to have them like, have problems in the final season. Yeah, and I yeah. thought that was a masterstroke because it gave Holt that little bit of vulnerability that we hadn't yes. seen, and um, just see that weakness. Terry Crews can't not be mentioned. Um, when you're talking about Brooklyn Nine Nine, <laughs> yeah. he has had some of the strongest uh, story arcs when it comes to real life issues. Mm-hmm. It, originally, when you first meet Terry, he's suffering massively from PTSD, yeah. hugely. Mm-hmm. Um, but the episode that really stood out for us was the one where he had to deal with the racism. Yeah. That was yeah. that was such a oh, that was a hard one. That's mm-hmm. a hard one to watch because not only is it ter- like it's Terry Crews, yeah, and he's funny as fuck. But he's also a statue of a man. And yeah. you don't expect Terry Terry Crews to to feel the way that he, he did. Yeah. Like you would just you you think he's bulletproof. Yeah. And and he's not. And oh, it was such a fan just so beautifully written. No, I love that aspect where, like say even like the comedy aspect to it as well, where the kids are asking Jake and Santiago uh what's racism? Are we going mm. to be scared and stuff like that? And that yeah. could have been dealt with so heavy-handed, but it was just like a light touch that was done. Yeah, and it was. It was just beautifully written. 
But yes, I could do a whole episode just talking about we how did. much I love this show again. I could do more. <laughs> yeah, yes, I could do it uh, again, all over again. <laughs> but with, as I think with a lot of shows as well, like it's not about the the ending; it's about the journey you get there, like, like yeah. the storytelling there. Because a lot of the American sitcoms, again, not to say all of them, but a lot of them can't land the ending. This one landed the ending hard yeah, and massively. landed it massively. Again, I would like you. I don't want to give a fuck. A lot of fan service, a lot of the stuff we want, but a lot of the things that you weren't expecting, like the whole change around with Jake giving up his dream to give Amy her dream, and that sacrifice again. And you, and like, if you met Jake in season one, you think he's never going to do that. Mm, he would never. Yeah. He would never be the one to throw, like, say, the Steve Rogers moment to lie on the grenade for someone else. He was very self-centered and very, like, serious. But by the time we got there, we mm. knew that, and that relationship felt so strong and so, so wonderfully put together. And I know, like, there were jokes all the way through, like Charles saying, "Oh, you ne- we'll never see you kiss anymore and stuff like that." But we didn't need to see that that type of like thing to know that love and, uh, yeah. and like the relationship was there. Um, the but, proposal said it all. But to see, like Jake, like say, yes, I'm going to hand it over. Like say, I'm I'm happy to like say to give up being a detective because you mean more to me. Was just you couldn't have had it any other way. It wouldn't have worked yeah. if it did it any other way. I know. Yeah, it was. It wasn't the ending I was expecting. <laughs> but, but the, expect- the ending you wanted. I fuck it. Yeah, it's the ending I wanted, <laughs> and I fucking loved it. Absolutely loved it. Not gonna lie. Bald my eyes out. Haven't gotten so, around yes. to watching it again. <laughs> so that that's my second pick gone now. So, <laughs> so, so we're back to Sammy now. Cool. So I'm going to get one out that oh. I think... Oh. <laughs> what I do? Popping one out. Hey. <laughs> I, got comfy. I couldn't see the screen. So I was like, e, what have I done? No. <laughs> so I am going yeah, to... Getting, the, get getting the viewers all excited. Woo-woo. <laughs> um, I'm going to get this one out because I potentially could be on Paul's list. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It is not just one of the best sitcoms going. It is greatest. It's just. It is. I can't put into words how much this show is helped us, and it really shouldn't. When I say what it is, you're gonna think, "How in the fuck has this helped this person? Like, <laughs> is she really that warped?" But this got me. This got me and my husband through one of the darkest times last year. And I will be forever grateful for it. I am a massive fan of these guys. I will support them in anything they do. But it is always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, my list. Wow, I am shocked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. I am actually generally shocked. I generally thought this would be on there. No, um, I love. I do love it, but I find it hard to see it as a sitcom. If that makes sense, it feels like a, a variety of sketch shows. <laughs> oh my god, that's not how I see it at all. <laughs> Thank well, god. It is the anti friends, though, isn't it? It's like well, it anything... is. But that's how. Yeah. But that's when they sat in the when they sat together, and because mm-hmm. these guys have been friends for years, and if you listen to their podcast, the stories go back way before they sat down to go and run uh, mm-hmm. to start Sunny. But when they did, they said, "If if the characters for Friends were assholes, how would they be?" And that's what you get is always <laughs> Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, this was just. Again, it was something I had to literally just put on and see if we liked it. Mm-hmm. And 
we have we god we have watched this so many times but then we go and we watch their podcast we watch this mm-hmm. and then we're watching the podcast with the episode and then when we we start the series again from that point and then but then we have to go back when the next episode comes on and they're talking about the next episode it's a massive cycle but we i i just i love them but they did last year me and anth went through a really really hard time and to drown out this just what was going on it was always sunny that was put on just to and let that... people know that you're not allowed to listen to any other podcasts that's a disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> well do you see <laughs> their podcast is just a freaking it's one of their episodes it's it's them three <laughs> sketching it out but it's um it's fantastic caitlin olsen is my absolute hero um sweetie that mm. woman, that the physical comedy that comes off that woman is just You are totally sweet D in our group though. <laughs> it's like, God damn it, bitch. <laughs> God damn it, bitch. Uh, that's how we can answer Dennis's um Dennis's bitch. We mm. love saying it and emphasizing it, but uh, Dennis is our favourite character. Yeah. We like he is he is, he is so... what it, it he's not a nice man. <laughs> he is a complete and utter psychopath. He is a sociopath. He is he is dangerous. That man is dangerous. When he is sitting talking to D in the um in an office and he's talking about his tools and he's how he's gonna skin D and make her into a, a suitcase and he's being deadly serious about it. Um he is fantastic. The writing in it's great. It's going for another four seasons, so fuck yeah. Um even the yeah. Irish one, even yeah. me and Ant found love and affection. In the Irish one. I didn't mind it. It just felt a bit short, I think, for that one. Yeah, I think that's... Because, you see, the guy who plays Dennis Glenn, the amount of times that he's gone to to quit is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And he did. He quit. When he leaves that bar in the series, (laughs) he quit and he quit for good. He was just in the right... He was going to do the right and he wasn't going to return as Dennis. But Mm -hmm. then he couldn't stand watching them filming it. And he was like, nah, I'm coming back in. (laughs) <laughs> so, he, but he does it apparently he does it all the time to the point where he's like he chops and changes when he's going to actually quit and when he's not he's a pain in the ass for it so potentially in the Irish one he was on the verge of quitting <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> but the the relationship between the three of them is oh it is it's what's the word I'm looking for unique toxic <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's not honestly when they sit, when when they sit dysfunctional in the show. Absolutely, they are they are horrible individuals. Horrible. Oh, that's individuals. what I thought you meant. That's the kind of oh, like, yeah, that's, that's kind of yeah. atmosphere you get from them. Like I would but, not want to hang about with them, not at all. I would want nothing more to hang out with them that when then three Maybe that together, shows the what's wrong with your personality more than anything <laughs> else, to be honest. I, mean, <laughs> I did say on we on the Game of Thrones episode I did where we were talking about satisfying deaths, you were gonna see a very sadistic side of me come out. True, but I why am... would you want to like share time with people that shit the bed and like have a big? <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> want to spend time with their characters. I want to spend time with the. That's real different. People. No, no, we're talking about the show. We're not talking no, about. Like, the... No, yeah. I want to spend. No, if Sarah can go and have a coffee with Danny Trejo, I want to go and sit with them three. That's fine, That's... but Danny Trejo is not a main character. We're talking about the main cast. Like, no. if you've got to stay with them, they've got to be in character with you all time. But then I'll, I'll take it. Just Frank's going to just be throwing eggs at you. <laughs> no, he'll be just eating sausages out of his shirt, oh, and I'll be happy gosh. just to watch that. <laughs> you kinky bitch. Well, yes, well, um, I want to say more about this, but I'm not. The reason being, 
We're doing an I episode on it. I know we are. <laughs> I know. So I have to and... be careful because I do love this show. It, it, like I say, it's one of them things where it's very new, unique. Oh, and massively. I don't think there's anything <clears throat> like it or ever like, and I, but I think again, we probably use the word a lot in the, about the description, the, the braveness and the balls to, in the writing to do things that no other shows would like yeah. the whole, um, I can't remember it now, the, 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 abort, the abortion episode, um, like where, what, I can't remember, where the, you're using the abortion to think, oh, we're going to pick up women. Like, which ones are going to be easy and which ones are going to be frigid? It's just like... Oh, absolute... that's like in the first series as well. Yes. That's like literally just... one of the first episodes, but the mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon episodes. Yeah. For them to do that, for them to do what Dee did, mm-hmm. you can't get them on Netflix, so don't worry. <laughs> but you can yeah. find them on streaming services. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like... A... But yeah, I'll, um, I know I know that we're doing an episode on it, but I just couldn't not include this on my list. It's one of my favourite, mm-hmm. all-time favourite series. Actually, that that is the point. If you are going to watch Community, watch it on the streaming service. Don't watch it on Netflix because they actually cut out an episode that is, it's it's it does involve a similar thing. Right. But it's got a dungeon and a dragons element to it, but yeah, it, it's problematic, shall we say? Right. Okay. But it is a very good episode, and it, I would hate for you to miss out on it. Okay, I'll watch it through streaming services. But do the but same yes. for Always Sunny as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think I handled that way, right? <laughs> I think I was good, but yeah, yeah. my yeah. number my number two pick will be always sunny in Philadelphia. Cool. Um, Goodwill. Goodwill. Have you gotten your picks now? <laughs> no, no, I've got them right here, just in oh, case yeah. I have a blackout. Oh. Um, <laughs> my next pick is, I would describe it as quintessentially nineties. And as soon as I start saying what I'm about to say, you will immediately get it. Go on then. Because in West Philadelphia, born oh, and raised <laughs> on a playground is where he spent most of his days, chilling out, maxing on, relaxing all, cooling all, shooting some b-ball outside of his school when all of a sudden he got the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, this is one of my picks. Oh no! Wow. Fresh oh. Prince of Bel Air. This I remember this uh, being on BBC Two in the late nineties because it was nineteen ninety 1990 to nineteen ninety six it aired, um, and it was on BBC Two in the late nineties. I think it was after The Simpsons or before The Simpsons. Uh, so it used to be like The Simpsons and then the Fresh Prince, or yeah, it was like I think it was Fresh that Prince way and then Simpsons, then something else. Um. This, for me, it 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 highlighted a lot of issues uh, that that black people faced in the nineties, especially well off, yeah, yeah, um, uh, black people in the nineties, and the the challenges of people who have literally come from nothing to being, you know, everything. Yes, there were issues behind the scenes with Will Smith um, being yeah. his ego, uh, which caused the original uh, Aunt Viv to leave. Um, mm. But for me... Good for her, for no worth, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For me, this has some absolutely hilarious scenes yeah. in it where, where he's teaching Ashley 
like how to step up to someone and like basically say you're nuts. And it's just, you know, just mind your business, you know, just mind your business. Dum, dum, da, da. And just stuff like that. I remember that. Um, and for me, I mean, Carlton. We cannot talk about Fresh Prince without talking about Carlton and the goddamn love of Tom Jones and his dancing. The dance. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you did it better absolutely. than me. <laughs> absolutely. But one of the, one of my most, I mean, there's there's a scene I'll talk about after this one, but one of my most funniest scenes is, uh, I believe it's the one with William Shatner and they're at the dentist. Oh, wait, there and you go. And they're, <laughs> they're getting high on, on, on NOS. They're getting high on NOS. And they're basically taking him out, and he's due due to do a, a show, and they're taking him out, and he has to go to the dentist, and they get high on Nos, and it's just they get the giant toothbrush, and then the bloody uh, giant tooth, and they're just basically acting high as a kite. Mm-hmm. But for me, this was a show that it I, I link it a lot with Futurama, where it makes you laugh until you cry, and then it makes you cry. Because it had some very emotive stories that it talked about uh, when it came to race and family and stuff like that. And uh-huh. for me personally, it was the the episode with his father. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because oh. <laughs> when I when I watched this, I didn't have a father. My, my dad wasn't in my life. And to find out later on that that whole like most of that scene was improvised. Yeah tore me apart because I knew that what Will Smith was saying was was raw, it was mm-hmm. visceral, and it was coming from a genuine place. And I I, I yeah. 100% Maybe. felt it. Mm-hmm. And I just, for, growing up without a father, you feel that more mm. when you hear the pain of someone else who has also grown up without a father. Yeah. And to me... 30 years later, it still stands up as one of the best scenes in television. And that hut, like Avery Brooks just going in for that hug. Yeah. It's the it's the hat. It's the it's when he knocks just his hat off of his hat. head. Yeah. yeah. We don't we don't need that. And the, it, yeah, and it, it's 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 the bit where he says, How come he doesn't want me? Yeah. He doesn't want me. That's the it's the voice and break. It, yeah. And it, it it really upsets me. Even now, I mean, I do speak to my father now. Even now, though, it still upsets me because I yeah. feel that pain 30 years later. And for me, it's got really, really stunning emotional moments like that, but some genuinely hilarious moments oh, as yeah. well. And it also gets rather meta. Like when they they address the change in Aunt Viv head on. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, Jazz comes in and goes, there's something different about you? No. Yeah. no. And Will's just like looking at the camera. And then you know, there's certain bits, like the bit where Carlton gets really upset and he breaks a fourth wall and he just starts running around absolutely hysterical yeah. and then runs into the audience, runs behind the audience and then does the, the dog dragging its ass along the floor yes. bit. And I, I, I'm, I, I cry laughing every time uh-huh. because yeah. Alf- Alfonso, I, for- I really forget Alfonso his name. Alfonso Rivero. Rivero. Rivero yeah. He is so, so funny in that show. And I, I wish he was more successful after it, but yeah. he fell into the, the curse of typecasting. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is such a shame. There is such a powerful scene with um, Carlton's character because um, Carlton can give the impression that he is a black man living in a white man's world. Mm-hmm. And the scene is when he's at a fraternity and the, or Will's trying to get into, they're both trying to get into this yes. fraternity and they, they, they recognise that because Carlton is very well off, he clearly, he's, a, you know, he's clearly of the white man like he's not he doesn't know his roots he doesn't know what yeah. they're fighting for and Carlton makes this most amazing amazing speech about how you know he's he, he, they like they have to they, they need to be fighting for the same thing mm-hmm. all you want to do all you want to do is just have the anger and the hate whereas I want to actually fight for something and yeah. oh my god that is such a powerful scene it really showed the stretch of how much he can act Yes, I think everyone on this show were terrific actors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Avery Brooks. Oh, um, Avery Brooks was perfect in every in every way. Yeah, as as uh, he played a loving husband, he Mm -hmm. played a loving father. He played the father figure, the hard ass father figure for Will. Mm -hmm. He played an awesome the scenes where they go back to their old neighborhood to clean yeah. it up and you know this is a person who is a judge well who becomes a judge yeah who is mm-hmm. extremely well they are they are republicans mm-hmm. yes they are <laughs> they are republicans they get ronald goddamn reagan into their house they get the other former president into their house <laughs> they are rich republicans yeah. And they still go back to the old neighborhood because they know their roots. Yeah. And they know where they came from. And, and I mean, I, for me, I love the original Aunt Viv because yeah. she was way more genuine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she had more of a presence. Yeah. So what, yeah. The, the, the new more. one was a bit softer, shall we yeah. say? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. the old Vivian. She had a roar, and if she was, it's it's that jail scene when they're in jail and she's trying to fight the jailer, and she's she's pulling her earrings off ready to go <laughs> for it. And um, yeah. that dan- the dance scene as well, which pops up on my TikTok all the goddamn time, where she's in a room full of uh, dance students who are like nearly twenty yeah. odd years younger than her. She <laughs> fucking shows them right up. It's yep. an amazing scene. I didn't realize yeah. how much I actually liked the Fresh Prince until now. <laughs> no, it, it's it's it was. Iconic when it was just, as you said, it, I think it was BBC Two. It was on, if, yeah. if my memory serves me right. Yeah. You thought it was just going to be this daft little show, but going back to what you said about the father thing, if we ever did a top five TV or movie fathers, Philip Banks would be number one with a bullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And he was Absolutely. fucking shredder. Exactly. <laughs> Guy wins. Yes. Across the board. Yeah. No, but. I, like even all the characters and all the family members get the time to shine, yeah. Um, and all the different elements plays through, but it wasn't. I know we're talking like fantasy and stuff like that, but it was very realistic, and it would be how a straight wise guy from the hood, if they were put in that situation, you could actually see the situations. I know it's always like. Dialed up to to up to eleven, like mm-hmm. um, to the extremes, but I just thought like this 
show was there to make Will Smith, and it yes. did that with buckets. But yeah, I I lo- like love the little elements. Like I absolutely adored DJ Jazzy Jeff. Like oh, when he yes. was in it, he was absolutely brilliant, and I was just getting excited to see how he was going to get thrown out of the house. Yeah, uh, in this episode of what he was going to say to to upset Phil. But it's all about growth as well, and that's one thing where these shows do very well. It's yeah. the growth of the characters. Yeah. Well, it was also Sarah's pick as well. So, Sarah, why do you <laughs> love the Fresh Prince? Sorry. <laughs> no, it's well, fine. You know what? I had pretty much the same opening paragraph as Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Oh, I basically wrote exactly the same thing down as a note to say, like, you know, as soon as I say the first line of this song, you will get what I have set, what I'm going to choose. That was my Golden Girls opening as well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait there, Sarah, um, have you got frosted tips too? Are you with a female Goodwill? <laughs> no, I am all one colour. I am uh, all one colour. <laughs> Next time she comes on, she's going to have frosted tips. I'm, I'm going to put some blondes in your hair. <laughs> Um. Yeah, yeah. It was just basically just adding on to what Goodwill was saying. You know, the the scene about the why don't he want me? I, I, you have a heart of stone if you do not have some reaction to that scene. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's uh, so much going on again, again with the with the hard hitting stuff. Like you know, there was there was drugs, there was guns, there was yeah. the discrimination. Um, again. Will comes in with the assumption that because Carlton is rich, that yeah. Carlton thinks he's better than Will and things like mm-hmm. that. But he soon realizes that Carlton is subject to the same discrimination mm-hmm. as Will has been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's again, it's that famous episode of Will and Carlton driving the car and they get arrested. Yeah. yeah, that's it's the one I was absolute, referring to. Whether yeah, in jail, yeah, and can't, and can't just can't understand me. it because he's like, yeah, just just like Will knows what's coming, and Carlton's like, I don't understand. I'm just yeah. driving my car, and it's it's it kind of like it was happening at the time, but again at the same time, the the show was ahead of its time because it is still happening. And yeah. again, that is like similar to what we touched on with Terry Crews in in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is still yeah. going on, and it is so, still being addressed in TV shows. And the, um, and, the, and the sad thing is, though, I know we probably won't ever. No, like, we cannot ever know what we that film is. We can't put ourselves in that place. Yeah, because yeah. like, let's be honest, with our white privilege, that that'll never happen to us yeah. in the same way as it'll happen to anyone mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the important message to Absolutely. to get out as well. Yeah, that as you said, it's still happening today. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't. Know. But it, 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 I think it helped. A generation, you know, like you just said there, with with us being white, we mm-hmm. would not understand that. And I think Never. it helped a generation or more. <laughs> it educated them Absolutely. to say this happens, but it happens more regularly than you think. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what we have to put up with. Mm-hmm. Look at the age group that it's aimed at. Yeah. That it was purely it was educational it was mm-hmm. eye-opening this is actually like the re- this is the real world this is really what's happening and yeah. for fuck's sake it still happens today and it's 2023 yeah. and it doesn't matter if you're rich poor or whatever no nah. it will happen to you yeah yeah because yeah. of the color I, of your skin yeah i do i do mm-hmm. love this i do love it when um philip gets 
fucking really annoyed with the police and mm-hmm. he just turns around and says i will shove so much litigation down your throat your grandchildren are gonna need a lawyer <laughs> yeah. that is one of my most favorite lines ever <laughs> he was Fantastic. avery brooks may he rest in peace was oh, a what a man. terrific terrific actor you know what even in like one-off episodes of series I saw him in an episode of CSI many, many years oh. ago. And he, he played um he was he played a blind man mm-hmm. who was basically a witness to a murder. Mm-hmm. And he absolutely stole the show for me, stole that episode. And that's uh-huh. just kind of like how much of a of great presence. actor and mm-hmm. presence that he was. Mm-hmm. Um you know, considering the fact you had like Gil Grissom there mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah. He stole that episode. He did. Fun fact about Avery Brooks. Before (laughs) he became Uncle Phil, he went for the role of Worf in The Next Generation. Oh, that would have been an interesting one. He is. He he was one of the most hardcore Trekkies you will Mm -hmm. ever meet. Um, And he, as soon as obviously in the 80s when they announced it, he fought two for nil. Didn't get it. But he, mm-hmm. he fought two for nil for mm-hmm. it. Very well. But he he, wa- he walked out with such a such an impactful role. Mm-hmm. Like I think that yeah, that but, is such an imprint on everyone. Very yes, much. very much so. Very well put. I, I I like that one. This is getting more it's getting and more really deep. <laughs> it's it's deep really in deep for sitcoms. <laughs> Should we put it this way then? Um, the, 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 I think I can guarantee you that there was barely a person of my age who when Fresh Prince came out who did not know the entire Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Here I am now. Um, (laughs) I remember a project I had in history when I was about, what, 12 or 13, something like that. Mm -hmm. And we had to write a song in history. I think (laughs) it was about the the Incas. Right. And Mine was a rap to the tune of the Fresh Prince. Amazing. Now the I question is, can, I was going to say, can you remember it? it? Oh, that oh, would have been a callback now if we could get you to do that now. Oh, that would God, it was so, I can't remember the first line, but it's, uh, it, it was something about a year, the first line. In da, 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 um, <laughs> the Spaniards came and wrecked our town was like the, <laughs> the, the, was the first oh. part of my rap right. in 1630 something yeah but that is how much of an effect because because i could not see any other way of getting like the information i needed because you had that much space and that length of time to put it all in i was like this is a great song to put all of the information and in. i need to pass this history bit oh, oh, no. i hope you got it do you know what i used to do paul because obviously i i used to work where where Paul used to work. And you know when you used to finish something and you had like five minutes left before the end of your shift, but you needed to look busy? I would sit there and I would write out, in a letter, I would write out the entire song from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to make myself look busy. And my man would be like, are you just getting that later? You look very busy. I'm like, uh-huh. In West Philadelphia. <laughs> Just let everyone know, I am a professional. I I take my job very seriously and do my calls up until the last minute. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes. Very good. I'm very. I'm really confused now. So Sarah misses a turn. Yes, Sarah. No, you miss a turn. I've missed. So I've missed one. So I've missed. So I've. I've, That was Sarah's third pick. Yep. 
Yeah. This so is my third pick. So it's your third pick now. Right. Okay. Yes. I'm very confused at the moment. Um, I'm going to go with this one because I really don't think this is going to get the reaction I was expecting. Um, I absolutely adore this program. And if I just went, ba, 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 <laughs> it is how I met your mother. <laughs> and I said, when I said, and picked it, and I went, oh, God, yeah, how I met your mother's going on with this. And I was like, not everyone loves the show, you know. And he was like, you watch it? I was like, no, they, they don't. It's it's not, it's not a favourite. <laughs> it's one of those where the premise was brilliant. The idea was great. And I think, Going back to when we talked about the Brooklyn Nine-Nine, sorry to shit on it, but the ending, this is kind of like belly flopped in the water, like mm. like big splash. How how to fuck up an ending, shall we say? I <laughs> disagree and just just not very, very loosely, very, very mm. loosely, because I can I get it. I totally get it. But I actually really enjoyed the last season up until the last episode. Right. The, the fact that he, the mother... So I'm not a fan of Ted Mosby. I'm going to put that out there right now. I think Ted's that a dick. He's, he's an absolute dick. Yeah. He's an absolute <laughs> dick. He's I very watched... much a, the, in the Ross Geller mold. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> in a way. But, yeah, I did love the fact that he, when he found the mother, it was it was his version of, like, his Lily. He's mm-hmm. always looking for his Lily. He's always been envious of Lily and Marshall's relationship and not in, like, a, vin- a vicious way. It's just, it's just what he always wanted was what they had. And he finally found his Lily. And mm-hmm. then if you look at the mother and if you look at Lily, them two are very, very similar. Mm-hmm. I, I did not like the fact that it ended with him going to find Robin. Yeah. yeah. And that's the part I didn't like. Um, but honestly, this program has given me so much joy. Watching Lily and Marshall grow as a couple, watching their little daft quirks, Anthony now singing "Happy Happy Sunny Day," um, <laughs> that is spawned from that show. Um, the Robin Sparkle episodes have to yeah. be some oh, of the gosh. funniest <laughs> yeah. fucking bit of TV I've ever Do it seen. For the girls, <laughs> it's the um, it's when she does Robin daggers. Yeah. Absolutely, when she goes into a goth stage, man, it's yeah. so funny. The, the Robin was a a Canadian pop star, but because mm-hmm. Canada's like way behind, she was dressed in the eighties when it was the nineties. Like, it was like proper river for Tiffany. Was the mall today? <laughs> oh god! And Nicole Scherzinger being our best friend in the, the Beaver Show. Yeah, I think like my biggest not again. I, I did enjoy it, and I, I was one of them ones where you binge it, and I will go back and watch it again. But it's not because of the main character. No, the side characters not are the main stars in it, and them are the ones that mm-hmm. keep you coming back. Yeah. As you said, Ted Mosby, isn't that entertaining? No, and he's a... Mosby! No, no, no he's, he's a awful. Yeah. He's awful. He's an awful person. He's an awful friend. Um, I'm not a fan of him at all. I really, I was over the moon that Robin got with Barney just to get away from Ted. Like, yeah. that was, I was, I didn't care that Robin got with Barney. Um, at Barney Stinson, though. Mm-hmm. I just oh, there's something about him. He's 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 wrong in so many ways, but when he's right, he's fucking he's spot on right. Like the way he gets um I get goodwill Lily. vibes from Barney. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's when he goes and gets Lily, where mm-hmm. he literally is sitting in the bar when mm-hmm. Lily's in San Francisco and that he's talking about Lily and he's 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 just about to get over her mm-hmm. and he goes to San Francisco and mm-hmm. he he like he doesn't tell anyone, he just goes gives her a ticket and says, you've got to come home. 
because you are you you literally this isn't this isn't right kind of thing and mm-hmm. it's it's look barney has them little moments but he doesn't want barney will take the credit for everything apart from being nice yeah yeah he's he the... will not take the credit when it comes to being nice he's the best best friend that you would always want to have yes. and he's you see, you don't realize it. I think that's the thing. It's no. it's one of them. He'd be one of them friends that you'd love to have, but you you just get used to and like, kind of not take advantage of, but like not realize what you've got till he's gone. He yeah. is in yeah. your corner, regardless. Yeah, regardless of what you're doing, and I think it's really overlooked because he can come across as a a bit of a bit of a sex pest um and it but, gets over no, but so am I, but i'm lovable <laughs> isn't i <laughs> very much so <laughs> the um the episode with the karate kid like me and Anth have always oh, said <laughs> that johnny was was the true karate kid we have never been a fan of daniel and when that episode come on and he comfort like he said it out loud we were like oh my god other people actually think this as well it was such a brilliant episode um but me the it, it does have some serious notes mm-hmm. um not no, i'm not going to say like it's a like ground hitting in like it's it's touching on subjects of the time it is mm-hmm. very lighthearted but mm-hmm. marshall losing his father was yeah. one yeah. of the most heartbreaking things i have seen yeah. on television especially mm-hmm. it's the it's hearing the hearing that he's gone yeah and then it's the voice the voice message mm-hmm. at the funeral that's the thing, though. If you take out Marshall and Barney Stinson from that show, oh god, it's no, yeah, no. <laughs> no. Do you no. do it you can't feel... survive with Lily and Robin? <laughs> do Do you feel that? I mean, after the show ended, my friends nicknamed the show "How I Met the Silver Medal." Yeah, um, but do you feel That's because weird. because the ending the ending for the show was already planned by uh, the end of season one and they made the two kids sign an NDA mm-hmm. to basically say you cannot tell anyone how this show ends. Obviously the show ran on for a lot longer than the thought it would. Yeah, yeah. it was um, and, and do you do you feel though that because they wanted it to end that way and they never deviated from that that it damaged the show? Yeah. Yeah, I I think yeah. I yeah. I always say the ending would have been perfect if they cut the last ten minutes. If they just if, if he just doesn't go for Robin, that's the yeah. part because it in that last series you get to meet this incredible woman like that. That yeah. character of the mother is amazing. I yeah. actually fell deeply in love with her. Like that was Ted's that was Ted's wife. Like it was that that, that had to be, and mm-hmm. they really shit all over that character. By yeah. allowing him to then go off to get Robin, yeah, I like believe... it didn't matter. It didn't matter that he met her because he was always going to get Robin. But... I, I believe, and I don't know yeah. if it was—I don't know if it was true or not—but there was an alternative ending where mm. they're on the platform. They're, they're on the platform, and obviously he's pissing down with rain. He's got the umbrella, and he just goes, "Hi, I'm Ted," and that's mm-hmm. it. It just ends. And if they'd have just done that, I think mm-hmm. it would have been a lot more well received. Than, than what it was yeah. because yeah. It, it just I, I, I could sort of admire them for sort of planning an ending yeah. but then they should really take a step back and go mm-hmm. would this fit the narrative that we have painted or would it make Ted Bowlesby look like a dick 
Yeah. And they're like, no, it'll be fine. And it's like, it, it just annoyed me so much. It annoyed yeah. me even more that Ted Mosby is written as a character who wants nothing but love. He is yeah. looking for love. He is looking for marriage. He is looking for the baby. He's he a fucking stalker. Let's put it out there. He yeah. really is. But he is, that's yeah. what he's looking yeah. for. He's looking for that life. Mm. And they've wrote Robin as the complete fucking opposite of that. And yeah. throughout the whole time, you know they aren't going to work yeah. at all. So why the fuck would they end up with each other? To be fair, though, if any one of us acted the way Ted Mosby done, we would be in jail. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, I, but that, I don't. I think Barney could get away with a lot more than what he could have. Yeah, because he was honest. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, Schmoesby was a bit steely and creepy. He, was, he, <laughs> he had serial killer vibes, but I wouldn't surprise if How I Met Your Mother then Ada would have been like a good it's sequel. The, it's, a, it's a it's a slutty pumpkin episode. I yeah, get yeah. my skin itches throughout that yeah. whole episode. He goes on absolutely ridiculous, and even Barney's like, "Dude, just move on. Yeah. Like, move yeah. that you're living in the fucking past." Yeah. Um, but again, for the before for Lily, Marshall, Barney, Robin, some of the most funniest episodes I've ever seen. Uh, this is still mm. one of my top picks. No, definitely. Most be Slaps given, yes. Slaps you need a slaps given. Oh. Who should I slap? <laughs> Moving <this>. on. Uh... <laughs> oh, goodwill. I lay the challenge. You can either take ten slaps at SunnyCon or five slaps. <laughs> And a choice of Paul's desire, but you cannot know when it's going to happen. Do you accept the slap challenge? Moving swiftly. <laughs> um, wow! Just, just a little side. Tonight. Just a little side door. This was. This was um, for the time. This was. Yeah, some of the stories are of of their time, which is mm-hmm. you know, which is fine. But in terms of extra content, this was extremely progressive when it came to like. The websites you saw in the show, they were all real, they registered, were. and you could go months. on. <laughs> Barney Stinson's CV, the website <laughs> was there, and you could play the video. And it was the full uncut video. Robin Sparkles <laughs> had a website. Jason Segal did a full song of You've Just Got Slapped with a Grand Piano and a Butler. Oh. It was there was so many, like the stuff that you watched during the time, you could go on and go, oh yeah, there's a slaps giving countdown. There's that, there's that. And it was like, it was a real appreciation for a network to go, we're in this digital age yeah, now. People are going to look at this it. and do this. And they just, it made their world a little mm-hmm. bit more believable. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. when, he, when he goes, check yeah. the clock, you know, when he, when he phones Barney, he goes, check the clock. Slapsgiving.com and he does it and then when you like if people went on at the time it was like the same countdown and yeah, they're like oh my god and it was like the next episode and it was so, it was so progressive for that yeah that's such a good point I never I, I did know about that but I never really put like the two together my favorite is asking Barney what he does for a living hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just thinks of anything else to do but actually telling people um, what, he what he does for a living yeah. but the, my one of my favorite episodes is Besides, like Robin Sparkles and everything, is the burger episode. Yes, oh, where they just all looking for the, for the perfect I burger. Never yeah. so, I yeah. have never felt like Robin in my like. I am with Robin throughout <laughs> that whole episode because that poor girl gets her food handed to her and then taken away from her in a second. It's and an you know ATM. How fucking angry I would get if someone did that to me. <laughs> it's an ATM. I can eat the paper. <laughs> That is such a good episode. And it was a thingy I... fa- failed. Was it 
Regis, 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 Regis Fellman. Yeah, yeah. That, he rest in peace. May he rest yes. in peace. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's very so, good. Yeah. Top three, uh, top three. My top, yeah. my pick three is How I Met Your Mother. Goodwill. Da, da, da. Oh, is this straight back to me? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's wow. Okay, I needed to get my no, you, you can't. You no, you got to keep going. Oh no! So my third pick. Um, I'm just going to say. Uh, Started in the 90s, ended in the mid-2000s, had eight seasons, but we only talk about seven. I dressed like these people for 10 goddamn years, and I don't care what anyone says, flares will come back. It is absolutely side-splittingly hilarious even now. It is that 70s show, and I am here for Red Foreman. What a what a statement! What a declaration! You did get so excited when they announced the nineties yeah. show. Like you were the I, you were like the poster boy saying, "I want people to watch this." I this was the birth of the seal of the approval. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed that nineties show. It has its flaws. Mm-hmm. I won't deny that, but I enjoyed it. But that seventies show is for me. It's because we're getting into like. My, my all-time favourites now. And this is one of those where if I'm feeling down, I can put it on. And even now, 20, 25 years later, I will still laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, the It was so well done that it captured the vibe of the 70s mm-hmm. very well. Yeah. Um, it didn't overly do it. I mean, obviously, you had the, the little transitions between things with, flowers and stuff but it mm-hmm. was so it was a show it's, it's very unique because it was a sitcom for parents and kids at the same time because obviously if your kids are teenagers and you know when you were teenagers this was this is what your life was in the 70s so mm. my generation grew up with because we were more or less the same age as the actors in the show uh, mm-hmm. and I mean I know Mila Kunis was literally 15 years old when she was She cast. was a baby. She was a baby, and she had a massive crush on Ashton Kutcher at the time. That's a good job she married him. Um, but it, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but we grew up uh, with with these characters, and the friend dynamic I had at the time was very much how it was in that 70s show. Yeah. Well, you used to get stoned a lot with and sit in a, in a basement. <laughs> sat in a, well, sat in a, a basement, but didn't get stoned because I was a good boy, Paul. Oh, sorry, um, I forgot. Mrs. Goodwill, uh, Michael didn't do any naughty stuff. Michael's a good boy. Um, I'm a very good boy. Uh, but it was it was very, the, the dynamic we'll get was... get that sound was, bite. <laughs> the the dynamic is very much the same. But what I, what I loved, and especially happened in the first few seasons of that 70s, if there was something that wasn't in the script that happened, they kept it in purely based on the reaction of the audience. Mm-hmm. And anyone will know that the scene where Eric's sister comes down to the basement and Kelso sees her and he runs over the sofa, slips on the throw on the sofa and more or less breaks his shin on the table because he <laughs> slips and he just goes bang into it. Everyone on that soundstage turns and looks and shits themselves, but the audience is so... Hell- just, they are in fits of laughter. 
and the way Ashton Kutcher just kept his cool and carried on with the scene, it makes it even more funnier because mm. he knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But it's still hilarious. I think, like I said, it the eighth season we don't mention. Why not? I'm not a I'm not a big seventies show fan. Like I so, watched it but not huge. So for a while later on, Topher Grace uh wanted to leave that seventies show. To He's called Christopher. But go on. <laughs> yeah, well, he wanted to, he wanted to pursue uh other acting things. So he wanted mm, to right, leave okay. so in season eight in season eight they, they wrote him out mm-hmm. uh, and they said he he'd he'd gone to Africa. Oh, yeah. um, and they introduced this this other dude, which was no one liked him. Oh, no man. one liked him at all. And he was supposed to be the new love interest for Donna. And he was like, oh, but he was one of those where I, I reference Poochie a lot when I mention him from The mm-hmm. Simpsons, where it's like, it's the perfect character. There are no flaws. He can do this. He can do that. And this is what they'd written into that 70s show. And he was just universally hated, like oh. to the point where I think it was halfway through his role was so bloody diminished that he, mm. was, he was in like one out of three episodes or something like that because no one liked him. No one wanted another oh. love interest for Donna. Yeah. Donna's soulmate was Eric. That was established yeah. for five, six years. And to mm-hmm. go, oh, he's gone to Africa. He's perfect man with perfect quiff and teeth. And like people are going... No shit, we don't like him. Bring back Eric. <laughs> um, but it was like I said, for me, it's it's the ultimate feel good. You've got Red Foreman, who is the hard ass dad, mm-hmm. but you know deep down he does it because he loves Eric and he yeah. doesn't want Eric to have the same childhood and the same upbringing that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's very tough with him. Awesome uh, fashion. Because mm-hmm. I I still believe this was the show that brought back in the early two thousands flares and oh hundred uh, percent yeah because yeah. they they were all the rage when this was on and I'm I'm I've literally got flare jeans right next to me I am waiting for the day you are you are wearing <laughs> them at Nerdfest <laughs> oh, okay then Nerd, yeah Flair, okay. flares um, and unicorn hats yeah yeah <laughs> flares and unicorn hats uh and it was it it, it just it captured. Uh, a generation of youngsters, and it also captured their parents because they could. Is this, are, you just, are you seeing it's a version of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang now? Like, see, a child catcher. Child catcher. <laughs> no paedophiles in that. Well, well oh, actually, oh, no. Let's stop. Let's stop. Oh, moving on. Um, but no, this. Aside from he who shall not be named, um, yes. it for me, it's. One of the ultimate feel goods, um, and it just it reminds me of a very happy mm. time. Yeah, um, and I, it's I, great I just, that I can take you back to that time yeah. as well. Like, but like it, all it, the it also, yeah, it also for me, it so certain sitcoms don't age well. Mm-hmm. This does because it yeah. was a ninety sitcom set in the seventies, so it's like yeah. it's a period, it's a period mm-hmm. piece, and it's like this is how they acted in the seventies, and it's like. So it's like Sammy's version of Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I so, yes. get what he means, so by No, that. definitely, definitely. No, it, I, it's one of them shows where I do, I can watch from time to time. I'll never go out to find it, if that makes sense. So it's one of them yeah, things I, I'll, I'll not turn off if it's on, yeah. but I'll not switch over to put it on. 
Yeah. It's been taken off Netflix now, hasn't it? Because of the whole situation. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame, but that's what, again, taking the art out away from the artists. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it should be punished because, as you said, the amount of people that worked on that show exactly. and, and yeah. got the recognition, one indi- just one, one individual individuals. Yeah. Against that whole production, It's that's a bit unfair. But yes. Okay. So that was, so we're on to. My you. third pick, yes. Yes, you're back round again. Cool. So I'll just say it with one word. Very easy. You'll get it straight away. That muted out for me. That muted out. <laughs> that muted. We could not, we could not hear a goddamn word. Nope. Eagle. <laughs> Did I hear that? Yeah. We heard that. Eagle. <laughs> Eagle. Yes. One of the... Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Eagle. <laughs> like, oh, I've I failed. I failed the podcast. I'm so world. sorry. <laughs> no. Um, we did get nine seasons of Scrubs, but I like to think we there's did. eight. Um, because as again, talking about sticking the landing and finishing perfectly, Scrubs did that, and then went, "Oh no, we're too clever to finish this, so we want to make more." And we got a pile of shit that was. Like the after effect, but what came before was probably some of the most thought provoking comedy or like say shows about friendship that we've had in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that when medical professionals talk about realistic situations or shows that show what it's like to work in the American healthcare industry, they don't name ER. They don't name Grey's Anatomy. They always name Scrubs. Mm-hmm. And their cast, their characters, every single thing was on point. You loved every single one, even the ones you weren't meant to love, like the janitor, like one of the funniest and hilarious characters in TV history, just for being a bellend or annoying and you understood why it was a bellend because GD again I probably do see myself more in GD than I see with any other character but he is one of the biggest tits and bellends he is oh yeah. thank yeah. you I'm so glad yeah. you said that I was like is he gonna sugarcoat GD because honestly he's a knob no the way he treats Elliot is awful he treats yeah. everyone other than Turk but he Elliot, is one of the most self-centered he is one of the most selfish and self-centered persons that you love. Because mm, yeah, unlike Ted Mosby, that you again, sorry to shit in it, you never fall in love with Ted. Mm-hmm. You're oh, never God, quite, no. you're, you're absolutely never quite right. Good. But there's moments with JD, like the scenes where his dad dies. Oh. I know we're talking about like father issues and quite a lot of these uh, discussions here. But the one where his deadbeat dad who just basically leaves him alone, but when he finally does pass away and how that reacts and the father figures in his life like rally around him like how Dr. Cox steps up to the plate and treats him and he's like brother say, I can't remember his brother's name now um, but like that whole family dynamic within the show and with the, like the friendships that they bond and the relationships with him like each one of them you fall in love with and it's it feels realistic and I know like say the uh, the Zach Brath and uh, Donald, I can't remember his second name now. Fearsome. Fearsome, yeah. Yeah, they're very close in real life and like, say, 
through the show and you can see that comes through like massively like within the the chemistry between the two but like the whole element as well like i know talking about the brooklyn 99 using characters or special guests like celebrities on there but put them in with a re- reason like the brendan fraser episodes oh god like no. my god like i've never been broken from a tv show as I much as some of me yes i never saw it coming mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm really stupid or something but i did not see that coming that he was gone yeah i think it's I just... the first time you're watching it you don't want it to happen mm-hmm. you, yeah, you're looking yeah maybe, for a I'm being, maybe maybe i'm being just mm-hmm. <laughs> optimistic Mm. that everything's going to be okay <laughs> but um, I was wrong <laughs> and again like when like the the episode what breaks Cox when he puts um, the infected organs in all his patients yeah, and all of them yeah. die and he's fighting to keep them and it's and the actors as well like the guy who plays uh, like Dr. Cox like, he, like if he done that in like a, a, an actual movie he would have won Oscars and stuff like that just for the performances and seeing someone who was indestructible fall apart yeah, yeah. was just breathtaking to me and yeah. again I know I joke I, I didn't hate hate the last season but I think the final episode what it should have been where JD's stood in front of the door and he sees what his life's going to be like with Elliot and like the kids growing up and the friendship growing. That was so special and well put together. Mm-hmm. And you thought, why do it? Because anything that came after it wasn't going to work. Even if it was the best second part ever, it was never going to take away from that moment that you had. So it's kind of like not spoiling it. Cause that's why when yeah. we're doing top five TV shows, scrubs would have been in any top five thing I would normally pick but when you put it like because it, it didn't finish where it should have been so I can't ever say it. it's going to be in my top five favourite TV shows but top time American sit- sitcoms it's it's up there with the best there's nothing yeah. like again I know other people probably pick it but there's different shows that mean more to people for different things where this it's just pure love and that's what I get from this show as well like the love the friendship aspect and I yeah. just absolutely adore that part yeah. Oh, I love that. Look at me going all soft. Look at me going all soppy. Yeah. Oh, must be Sunday night. So, so, was, so, so was, was, was Scrubs on anyone's pick? No. 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 Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, you got away with that one. Oh. So, yes. So I know we've done an episode on Scrubs as well. Um, you want to go so, and listen? Yes. Listen. <laughs> so we can play it on a bit. Sarah, so ep- not maybe say the episode four, but uh, pick number four. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was one of the other ones that I thought might appear on somebody else's list. Mm-hmm. Um, I was quite late to watching this actually. I d- I didn't catch it when it first came out. Um, I only watched it after the whole thing had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another of my favorite shows, just in general. Uh, it has one of those like uh, makes me feel good things mm-hmm. um it's one of my most quoted shows right and i actually have um a, this a quote from this show framed in my kitchen oh cool <laughs> um it was a, a gift from my other half again oh and i'm gonna i'm gonna do the quote you might get it from the quote mm-hmm. um 
it's a picture of a little fried egg and a little piece of bacon. And over the top, it says, there has never been a sadness not cured by breakfast food. Mm. Oh, my God. Is it Parks and Rec? It's Parks and Rec. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Not on my list. On mine. On oh, Goodwill's. Oh, we've got a good Wills. Wills. Oh, we've I got a bite this time of French bread. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, i another doubler. Yeah. It's a Ron Swanson yeah. quote, isn't it? It's Ron Swanson. Mm-hmm. I, I've said it many, many times when we said things in Facebook and things like that. I've always said Ron Swanson is my spirit animal. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I can understand that. And it is where my love of Nick Offerman started. I think Dan from Blade and Marvelous, when she came on, she then were ex- her exact words. She actually said his that Ron Swanson. Yeah, she actually said Ron Swanson is a turtle, yeah, and that's yeah. and she that's why she loves Nick Hoffman. I think I'm gonna have, I'm having deja vu now. I am not the same person. <laughs> no, you haven't got purple hair, so it's fine. No, I am not the same person. No, um, I am actually somebody who has worked in government before, um, mm-hmm. so it kind of like. I wouldn't say it's relatable because I've not experienced any of the people <laughs> there. But no. um, I, I can kind of understand where a lot of it comes from more on like the um, we haven't got the finances to be able to push this park forward or we haven't the got the finances man, to do that. The, the, it's the, a boring oh. fucking job. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, I, I think that might be part of where I relate to Yeah, it. <laughs> it's like the charm of it all is how fucking it, it doesn't matter. Like it, what she does doesn't matter, but she uh-huh. oh she really she well, really her, pushes for it. Her attitude towards it, that get yeah. up and go, yeah, determination. You know, I genuinely believe that Leslie Knope, if she was a real person, she would be the American president right now. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Leslie Knope for president would be president. There yeah. is no doubt about that. Um, again, it's it's kind of like all the different personalities of people that you work with coming together. And although they are conflicting personalities, they're all there for each other. They all really do love each other. Um, You know, even Gary, Jerry. Um, Oh, Jerry, he's such a sweetheart. (laughs) Oh, he's so lovely. Oh, but yes, I mean, oh, God, I just... I just got one thing to say to you. Mm. And... (laughs) 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 the bad little sebastian oh little sebastian Sebastian. (laughs) treat yourself oh yeah treat yourself Um, champagne (laughs) i do you know what i always couldn't get quality leather goods treat yourself i I (laughs) could never get away with as i am Oh, what's his name? Azari. Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. I could never get away with them. He irritated the shit out of us, even at the beginning of Parks and Rec. And then there's kind of like, you see some flaws in him and vulnerability Mm. in him. And you're like, holy shit, that guy's got depth. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I never finished Parks and Rec. (gasps) I don't actually know how it ends, but it's fine. It's been a long time since I watched... I don't think I outright mention it in me naughty, but it kind of like um I'll I'll come on to how it ended um later on in this, but it's it's kind of like it is about relationships, but it's not the sole thing. It's like yeah. nobody in this show is solely the girlfriend or the boyfriend or the wife or the husband of yeah. a character. They all have their own roles and they mm-hmm. all like have something to contribute to the overall show. Yeah. Um 
it's it's one of those shows that I feel like you could pick an episode at random and be That's... fine to understand what goes on. Although there are still some jokes in it that you would get if you'd watched the rest of the season beforehand or what have you. you I think you need to watch it from the beginning just for April. Oh, you do? Just to, just to understand April. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you jump in and see April's attitude and then like kind of, you know, you're going to wonder what's wrong with that girl. <laughs> it's one of, I, I genuinely think it is one of the best cast shows I've seen. I mean, you could put Aubrey Plaza and Nick Offerman in anything and I will immediately either watch it or put it on my watch list. Absolutely. She was amazing. The Chucky film that wasn't an official Chucky, if that was called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. But it, for her, she was fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, then you've got like Amy Fowler, Adam Scott. You know, you've got Chris Pratt mm. before Star Lord. Before, before he was a dick. And yeah. Andy Dwyer is one of the most lovable and adorable characters he will uh-huh. come across. He, but he doesn't start off that way. No. No. <laughs> he doesn't absolutely. I think they, I think with the writers, they didn't know. I don't think he was meant to stay there mm-hmm. and they did an absolute one eight yeah. turn on his character because the Andy Dwyer you get on the first episode, even the second one is not who you get later on. No. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. So I don't think they anticipated him staying around, but he is a he was a scene stealer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you, well, Goodwill? What do you like? <laughs> this is is very high up there for me. This is a, again a show that I will watch uh, when I am very low because Leslie North is the person you need in your life that is yes. always, always. Positive, yeah, mm-hmm. enthusiastic, and there for the there for her friends. You mm-hmm. need Leslie Nope in your life. However, my spirit animal is Ron Swanson. Because, <laughs> oh, look at you, because, because he hates the telephone. He does. He hates <laughs> meetings, <laughs> and he hates any personal interaction. Did you not enjoy and, it when I kissed you? <laughs> Anyway, we uh, <laughs> moving swiftly on. It was a mustache, so I did get a bit of Ron feeling. In that. Um, <laughs> this is this is for me. It's it's such a a beautiful, positive, happy show that has very little dark undertones in it. Yeah, and it's just it's just a treat to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like last of the summer wine. <laughs> if, oh, you know, I totally get what you mean. I do yeah. understand like, that it's reference. It's so harmless uh-huh. and innocent and so funny, and no character is wasted all the mm. way through. Um, and just you get a real sense of this is. I mean, I, I I work with with my local council, and it's like you get a sense of this is how they have to deal with the public, and like some of the stupid things that the public come out with. Yeah, the meetings um, are hilarious. And the meetings are hilarious. <laughs> uh, but now that I now that I do that, I'm like, oh yeah. god, it's all real. <laughs> um, and and it, the, all the way through, like Andy Andy Dwyer and his relationship with um, what's the name Aubrey Plaza's character April. 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 Seeing their relationship flourish in the first uh, season two and three. Is is 
just so like you, you're there for them and you're like, come on. Yeah, come but on, it, it shouldn't it. work. They are but the complete bipolar yeah. opposites it's, it's of each that other. It's the tracks thing going yeah, on. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that Leslie Nope, who is Korean. She, I mean, she's there for her friends. She basically adopts Anne. She created Valentine's Day. We yes. don't have yeah. Valentine's Day without Leslie Nope. Yeah. Exactly. She she adopts her, and it's just that you, you see a woman who has had, you know, from the start of Parks and Rec, she had no one. She had very little friends. She had a really she- shitty relationship, and you see her just flourish in everything uh and again this goes back to family is not always your your blood yeah mm-hmm. family is who you work with who yeah. your friends are and she is just like i said she's the the person you need in your life that will pick you up when yeah. you are low that will just if you if you feel really down one day she'll do everything in her power to make you feel better and she... the, the bit with ron swanson with uh his birthday Oh God! <laughs> she just gets it. She just yeah. gets it a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. By the way, Ron Swanson has some of the best lines in sitcom history. Like Absolutely. Home Depot, "Hi, do you need any help?" I know more than you, and walks away. The the, the bit permit, with, the permit, yeah, the permit I, is one of my favorite I can do what I want. Um, the, <laughs> the pyramid of the pyramid of greatness. I had the side of my yeah. PC when I was uh, at my old job, and the. <laughs> <laughs> the the diner scene after they've, they've gone to Thiggy's flat and it's like vegan mushrooms and not a steak and he goes to the he goes to the diner and he's like um I want all the bacon and eggs please coming right mm-hmm. up and he goes son son I when I said all the bacon and eggs I don't think you fully understand what I what I literally mean run I out mean, of appetite all all the bacon all the eggs do not leave anything else in the kitchen, bring it to me. And I'm like, I, I'm so there for, the, for that. It's it's when they put a jack of potato or something on his steak and he's just... Yeah. <laughs> straight, like, no, no. But yeah. Ron had such an appetite. But I love that his only weakness in this Tammy. world is Tammy Swanson. Tammy. And Tammy, <laughs> by, Tammy one and by two. his <laughs> real-life wife, um, Megan... <laughs> Megan Mullally. Yes. And he's got um, a go back in the in the. <laughs> He's when like, he comes back with the cornrows and the bloody oh, oh he's been on a bender with her all weekend. <laughs> yes, but he, them two are infectious. Oh. Them two are either they, they work so well together. But oh, I just love them. I love I, I love her. I uh, uh, my job. I do a mo- I do a little thing on our social media called Motivation Monday. And a few weeks ago, I, did, I had to quote Ron Swanson, and it was just literally never half ass a thing, uh, never ha- half ass two things, whole ass one thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a great lesson. It's a great lesson in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's so where I'm going you... wrong now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you, you would think, you know, like just looking from the outside, you think, well, why doesn't Ron just quit if he hates the government so much? But I absolutely love his reasons as to why he's still mm. there. It's like um, he wants to make it as inefficient as possible. And if you think about it, that is why he's brought people like Tom in, like yes. April in. 
you know, somebody who doesn't know how to do anything and somebody who's so highly unmotivated to do anything that their job yeah. requires. You know, um when she schedules the meetings for the thirty first of March, she's like, I didn't think it was a real date and then yeah. just everyone's there. And everyone <laughs> Um I mean I've I've got a quote wrote down about that as well. Um I've been quite open about this around the office. I don't want the parks department to build any parks because I don't believe in government. I think that all government is a waste of taxpayer money. My dream is to have the park system privatised and run entirely for profit by corporations like Chuck E. Cheese. They have an impeccable business model. I would rather work for Chuck E. Cheese. Honestly, he's... He's the people's hero. Ron Swanson is yes. the people's hero. Um, Leslie Knope is... Ron is one of my favourite characters, but Leslie Knope is just... She is very close second. My mm. favourite moment of Leslie's is where she managed to, to mess up her own proposal and has yes. to rewind it <laughs> and has to kind of go backwards to get to that point of where she's going to get proposed to. <laughs> She's a fuck. Oh, and the game as well. Adam Scott's game. Oh, the Cones of Dunshire. Yeah. Cones, yes. yes. See, I actually looked something up about this recently. Did you know they actually made it? Yes, I did. Yeah. And they yes. played it once. And it doesn't work. <laughs> oh. Oh, is this, oh, this going to be a live stream? We're going to buy the game and play it now, are we? Oh, Absolutely. Let's do I it. I could. I would have bought it if I could. Oh, but that is such a such a good choice. It actually um, kind of marries into my next one when he is already. Um, well, I just want to say that you know I, I did a lot of looking into like Ron uh, Nick Offerman. I keep I keep using the names into. He's called you, Ron. You, you, you use whatever. <laughs> Oh god, I couldn't believe it when I found this out though because of like Ron's manly, you know, I can build stuff, I go hunting, things I, like that. But then yeah. I found out that Nick Offerman actually has a wood workshop. Yes, yeah. he is a and carpenter. He sells stuff. He is a carpenter <laughs> yeah. and sells yeah. stuff and writes books on carpentry and everything like that. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is kind of like <laughs> just, it makes me wonder if they've actually based Ron Swanson off Nick Offerman. Possibly. Oh, absolutely. I think we just saw Sarah have a nerdgasm there. So. I, I really do. I really do. <laughs> Very rare that they happen. <laughs> the bit, the bit where he's ill and they're, you know, and oh. Anne's trying to think, and he's like, "Does your family have a history of mental illness and stuff like that? What was it? What was his weakness? What was it? Uh, weaknesses? Or what was it? Uh, do you do any physical activity? Woodworking and lovemaking." <laughs> Uh, that's the type of man Ron Swanson oh, is I've got to say I absolutely loved the episode where Leslie got Ron the tour of Scotland and they ended up in the in the whiskey distillery oh, yeah. <gasps> that is one of my favourite episodes because with, with him just reading as well and like oh <laughs> oh it's fantastic it's such a such a good pick um, and for every every reason I totally agree with you I don't. I didn't realize how much I have like a love for Parks and Rec. Yeah, but, Sammy... but you don't. But you don't have Parks and Rec without my next pick, because if my next pick didn't happen, the writer of this wouldn't have taken one of its characters and went, "Oh, I think I'll write a show, and I think she'll be in it." And it is the American Office. Oh, I knew this so was you, coming. It's my favorite <laughs> goddamn show of all time. But you don't have Parks and Rec if you don't have The Office. The guy who, so obviously Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant are very much a part of The Office, but the writer 
is the writer who created Parks and Rec. And he stayed with them for about oh, five seasons. And then he takes his, and he takes Anne Perkins, can't think of her real name. Takes Rashida her, Jones. Yes. And takes her and says, I'm going to put you in a new series and we're going to try and we're going to try and bring them together. And it didn't work. And Parks and Rec was born. But The Office <laughs> is my goddamn favorite show of all time. And it was such mm. a great segue as well to bring it in. Um, <laughs> I absolutely adore this this uh, program. I only watched it um, got a couple of years ago, but I have seen it half a dozen million times. It sits on in the background. It is, it's like having family in the room when I have, mm-hmm. when I'm watching The Office. Um, Michael Scott is an asshole, but <laughs> he really, he's the worst. He is the worst person. You don't want to be friends with Michael Scott, but at the same time, you do want to be friends with Michael Scott. <laughs> he does have a lot of redeeming qualities. Um, the fact, the fact that he, he, he can't, um, he can't, he has to go to the dentist because he has soft gums. <laughs> Nobody has soft gums. But that's just Michael. Michael is so, he, he comes up with the most ridiculous things. He mm-hmm. does think, he's not like David Brent. No. David Brent thought he was famous. Yeah. And just for having the, it, Michael doesn't think he's famous. Michael just thinks he is it. Yeah. There is one ep- There is one episode of The Office which, it's taken us a long time to actually watch all the way through because it is one of the most fucking cringiest episodes I have ever seen in my life where Michael Scott promises oh, a no. bunch of children in school that oh. he will pay for their <laughs> college education because he believes in his heart of hearts that by the time he is 30, he will be a millionaire. Oh. And these kids called Scott's Tots. If anyone is an Office fan, you know this episode. Scott's Tots. And these kids go on to graduate and Michael has to sit in a classroom and tell them he is not a millionaire, but here is a battery for your laptop. (laughs) He is not paying for their college education like he promised them. And it is one of the most cringiest. uh, Goodwill, have you seen it? Think yeah. Goodwill's taking his face off his <laughs> It's honestly, Scott oh, Scott, if you speak to any Office fan, there is not a lot of people who can get through Scott's Tots without oh. having to turn it over to the next one because you are sitting there and your toes are curled. Yeah. It is awful. It's the only episode that does it. I am... Um, I really, uh, when Michael Scott left, um, Steve Carell left in season seven, he got he got such a happy ending. Like... For somebody who you didn't generally think it was going to happen, Michael got his happy ending. Um, but then we move on to the next few series, which leads up to the end. And um, Andy, oh, gosh, what's his name? Ed Helms takes the reins as the new manager. And, oh, my God, how to turn a character into someone quite respectful and lovable into the most monstrous. He made Michael Scott look like a good person. Mm-hmm. They really did that character dirty. It was terrible. And that season, when Michael left, that's that's it. Should have just ended. Yeah. Should have just been done and dusted. But you you do have some fantastic characters with uh, Dwight, mm-hmm. my good buddy Dwight, Dwight Trude. <laughs> he is absolutely incredible. Big massive nerd. Um what's his what's his farm? Beets? Beets farm? He grows beets, which uh I didn't know what a beet was until Ant had to explain it to us. Um, oh, it's just a beetroot. Beetroot, I know. I didn't get it. <laughs> I really didn't get it. Um, Jim Halpert, 
um, yeah. played by John Krasinski. He is there's some problematic issues with John, with John Krasinski. Um, like not John, sorry, his character Jim Halpert. He can I was going to say John's quite wholesome. Dick. I was like, what's oh, into John's, John's a sweetheart. No, John's a sweetheart. But Jim has like he has some moments where he's a bit of a dick, and it's yeah. like, oh, but, but does not make it more human though. Because oh, if someone's perfect yeah, if without perfect, the flaws, yeah. Exactly. No, you you are right. Um, Pam Pam Beasley. Um, she is just a, she is an absolute sweetheart. But there's so many different side characters, and one of them that's Anne's favorite is Creed Bratton, mm-hmm. who is his real name is Creed Bratton. He is a singer, um, and he was he was only meant to be in it for one episode. But there's something that he said that just they were like, oh no, we could keep doing this, and he is like either man of mystery. He's lived lives. James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He's lived. He's lived lives. And at the end, the last episode, there's a wanted poster on the wall for him, right. and he's just sitting. <laughs> he's just sitting playing guitar, and then all of a sudden, the police just. He's in this like white robe, and the police just end up taking him away. Um, mm. Creed Bratton is an amazing character. This show is is me to a T because I just love people. Yeah. So now I'm a right nosy bastard as well. So I, I, <laughs> if I'm following a character, I need to know where mm-hmm. they ended up. Like I have to go through the through the journey with them. And this is the show that gives us it. Um, it's the same setup as Perks and Rec, Parks yeah. and Rec. Even sorry, yeah. it's fly on the wall documentary style. But mm-hmm. the in the office, you actually get to see the documentary. Yeah, it's, it's always a thing. Like I. I very struggle with cringe humor to the degree where this is the ultimate cringe not more than the uk office the uk but, one's uh, the worst yeah <laughs> it's um, brilliant <laughs> but um i can say because i felt like i've still not got past the first season with this because it felt like just a carbon copy of trying to be a carbon copy of the original i know yes. after the, i know after the first season it goes a, a different route and for the better by the by from what i've heard yeah it's Oh no, it is Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant wanted it that way. Mm-hmm. They wanted it to be an absolute carbon. The first episode is a carbon copy, not just it's word for word. Mm-hmm. It's changed. There's some things that have changed to fit an American audience. Like um, David Brent said, I call her Camilla Parker Bowles. Well, not to our face. And mm-hmm. he says, I call her Hillary Rodden Clinton, mm-hmm. but not to our face. So yeah. there's, there's parts that have changed for America, but that's what they wanted. They were mm-hmm. like, lay the groundwork. Mm-hmm. Get the characters in place, and then you can fuck off and do whatever you want, and we'll yeah. not stand in the way. But that was the idea of getting the office off the ground because mm-hmm. they knew that Amer- English to America can, if an American people are doing it, it doesn't work. Yeah. So it was, um, it was their idea, but the set from season two onwards, it's just it is fantastic. <laughs> no, no, I know you love it. I know you bang on about it every like, second you get. Bless you. Oh, uh... I very much do. I love it. <laughs> But no, that leads quite nicely into my next pick, uh, my fourth pick. So, because The Office is very much about the characters rather than the story. Yes. My next pick, I toed and throwed about this one. This is the one that caused me so many issues because these two shows, um, I'll name the one that I left out, um, Married with Children was going to be in, but I took it out not because I didn't like the show, because I couldn't remember if I if you think about the episodes, I can't remember many of the episodes. Yeah, I get that. I can just mm-hmm. think of the characters. Yeah, I love the characters. I love Peggy. I love Al Bundy. I love like Christ- Christina. Uh, just Christina Applegate, just absolutely amazing. But uh, yep. again, teenage crush all the way. But 
this one took it out. It's more of a modern one because I love the characters more. But I can remember the episodes more, and I can remember certain episodes that I absolutely died laughing. Um, and again, they took brave decisions with this season, uh, this show as well, because they knew it was getting cancelled, and they went right. They want to cancel us. Give us one more season to finish off the show. Yeah. So they so they give the permission and they did like a last season where they done like a bit of a time jump and they kind of finished it. Um and no one will probably guess this from what talking mm-hmm. Laura I think Laura's the only one if I just know she's not on would know what I'm talking about. And uh, New Girl. Oh uh, like, I've never watched it. It's, I've often thought about it. It is like Zoe Deschanel like being Zoe Deschanel, but the characters who surround her are absolutely amazing. Like they live in this little loft and look like Nick Schmidt and Winston are the polar opposite of three different people that you will ever meet. And mm-hmm. they bounce off each other so well that you're actually gutted that in they're not your friends. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like uh, Nick is the ultimate downtrodden loser where he's got he's lost his will of will of life and he's just the angriest man in the world angrier than me uh i'd like to say i relate so heavily to nick it's just hilarious but it's basically his journey through the show and like say his like story is amazing where schmidt is the ultimate douchebag where um he'll say the most inappropriate thing but his heart's always in the right place and he's just so lovable. And Winston is just the weirdest cat you'll ever meet. Um, and if you see any of the episodes where Winston does his pranks, where it's just absolutely crazy. You'll either do something so shit that it's like, that's not a prank. Or to the point where, shit, he's going to kill someone. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, um, like the episode that always makes me cry with laughter is... Um, um, <laughs> Um, Jess's best, <laughs> Jess's best, <laughs> yeah, Jess's best friends getting married, and basically, um, it's like she's having a traditional Indian wedding, um, and Schmidt's madly in love with her, and he looks at her once, and then he decides we need to sabotage the wedding because because she doesn't want to get married, so they do stuff, and at this time, um, Nick and Jess, that's Zoe Deschanel's character, are dating. So mm. Nick's like, I'm not getting involved with this. I don't want to be ruining this. I want to be a good boy for Jesh. And everything that they do, Nick gets the blame for. <laughs> <laughs> like, from the point where they, 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 they put this, they want some music to be, to play and they use Nick's take of, tape of uh, Cotton Eye Joe. And it's the first <laughs> time I've heard Cotton Eye Joe on a TV show in so many years. But I was like, yes, uh, going back to my youth, bouncing around going, <laughs> wow. saying, whatever happened to Cotton Eye Joe? But uh and, that still um, gets played in my bloody car. But then Winston decides that he needs to take it up a level and he unleashes a badger. What, an actual badger? <laughs> an actual badger at the wind. <gasps> and it gets into the air ducts. So, because they start worrying, they say, shit, we need to get this badger out of the air ducts. So they go into the air ducts to get the badger out and they're going, why, why is these people in the air ducts? And Winston's just like, yeah, hi, Jess. Thanks for joining us. This is where we die. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the badger starts biting them and it, it chaos ensues. But at the whole part of it, she doesn't get married and because she, she loves Schmidt as well. So it, 
the romance and like like the relationships and again again that's where I, I kind of like love these shows from is the relationships and the bonds are formed. But the mm-hmm. whole story like there's a weak season where unfortunately Zoe Deschanel like to write her out because she gets pregnant. They say she goes on uh, jury duty and they bring Megan Fox in to replace her. And it's just a weird dynamic where she's dating Nick and she just doesn't kind of feed with the other characters as well. But they're soon rectified when Zoe Deschanel pops the baby out and bring they bring her back. Um, <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. just pops it out. But, um, but like I said, the reason why I like it as well is because it could have... It could have been cancelled at a certain point, but they yeah. give like the, the showrunners give them a season to finish off, and the way they did it, they did it logically, like uh, to show them where the characters are. Like Nick and Jess were still together. Um, spoilers, anyone? Sorry, Nick could become <laughs> a fa- Nick could become a favourite sort for uh, Schmidt and uh, like say had been married and had a kid. Uh, Winston was about to get uh, have give birth to his because uh, his girlfriend's like absolutely batshit. He like, becomes a policeman always through this. But honestly, it's one of the most funny and wholeheartedly wholesome TV shows that, that I've seen, and it's just entertaining. Like the point where, like, say, the uh, Winston steals a cat off his ex girlfriend because she cheats on him and stuff like that. Says you don't deserve this cat, and then the cat becomes a, a big premise. Like, uh, it's the most weird looking cat in the world. And he starts uh, trying to get his cat to date other cats because he thinks his cat's lonely. And this cat, cat woman thinks that she's coming to date Winston, but Winston's like, "Oh no, I'm not interested in you. I just want my cat to fuck your cat." And it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's it's weird, but it's it's so nice at the same time. But yeah, uh, new girl that that knocked out married with children. Sorry. Excellent, excellent choice. Right, on the last pick. time. Yes. Are we going to see if Sarah and Goodwill have the same choice? <laughs> now, this is one that I don't actually think anybody else has picked. Oh. It's Bold. A, well, it's a, um, in my head, it was a little bit of a curveball for like a sitcom category because mm-hmm. it's an animated series. Oh. Oh. And I don't think it's as popular because I've seen nobody else mention it in the group so far. Mm-hmm. Um. One season of it is on Netflix. It then got cancelled by Netflix and picked up by Adult Swim. So seasons two and three are actually on all four. Mm, right. And um, it stars Ali Wong and Tiffany Haddish. And it's got Stephen Yeun in it, who was Glenn in The Walking yeah. Dead. Mm-hmm. And it's Tuka and Birdie. Oh, never seen it. Never heard of it. It's um, it's from the creator of Bojack Horseman. Right. right. So it's batshit but... crazy then. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's from the creator of Bojack Horseman, but it's kind of like it's not that. It's it's a different story altogether. It's kind mm-hmm. of a similar vein of, you know, you've got the anthropomorphic animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got Tuca is a toucan and right. Birdie is, um, is a song thrush. Does it have a koala and... in? I think I've... Maybe. I haven't seen a koala. No, I think you're thinking of Captain Koala. Ah, uh, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's quite a recent thing, anyway. This one, it's only been out in the. I think it was 2019. It first came out. 
Right. Okay. Um, but I've watched it quite a few times now, and it's 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 one it's a one that I've kind of related to a couple of subjects on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's the songs in it. Uh, there's absurd things in it. You know, there's like proper psychedelic moments. Um, I'm in for the singing. <laughs> oh, there's a song in it called "I'm Losing My Shit," and it's like the most relatable song I've ever heard in a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you know the, there's the supporting cast. Richard E. Grant is in the supporting cast. Wow. Um, and you know what? It's it's kind of like it's a friendship between two thirty-year-old birds. Um, <laughs> I love that premise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they live in the same apartment building. Tuca and Bertie used to live together, but um, Tuca has moved out because Bertie is moving in with her boyfriend, who is Stephen Young. Um, Tuca's cocky, carefree. You know, she doesn't hold down a job very long. She is... Um... So it's Goodwill. <laughs> she used to be an alcoholic, but it's now completely sober. So I don't, I don't think that applies to Goodwill after what he showed us his can earlier. Uh, um, he's never completely sober. <laughs> Birdie is highly anxious. Um, you know, she, she portrays social anxiety quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's daydreaming. She's kind of like she works in an office, but her career she wanted to always be a baker type of thing so she cooks a lot in the kitchen mm-hmm. um they navigate their careers sex mm-hmm. sobriety sexually transmitted diseases mental illnesses and their own um loving but ultimately codependent friendship right um you know it, it, it's fun and relatable can be heavy you know mm-hmm. Bertie's anxiety is probably one of the most accurate I've seen portrayed in a TV show. Um, I'll check this out. Donna's saying she's watched it as well in the chat. So 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 people have actually seen it. (laughs) Um, I mean, I appreciate that not everybody experiences anxiety and health in the same way, but I kind of related a lot to how she deals with... There's an episode where she um, has a lot of anxiety about giving Mm -hmm. a presentation at work, so she calls in sick, but then she has more anxiety because Tuka asks asks her to go to the shop with her. Yeah. Um, No, no, I relate heavily. The amount of times I've nearly packed in this podcast this week, like with Sammy's had a talk, was down so many times. (laughs) (laughs) You can't leave. (laughs) (laughs) One of us. I mean, I love some of the characters in it as well because it's not just like anthropomorphic animals. There are a few yeah. humans in it, but there's mm-hmm. also kind of like humanoid plants. Right. So they're kind of like green from their neck down to their feet. But then they're, instead of having a head, that is where like the cactus is. I would or, love like, to the know the drugs on these people who make oh, these shit. Like, it'll be, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the plants don't talk very often, but when they do, they don't have any eyes or nose or features. But when they talk, they have this little mouth that, that opens on their neck. But yeah, it's kind of like, it's, it, there's some really weird elements of it. Like, they go around the town, like, some of the birds can fly, but some of them can't. There's mm-hmm. a train, which is a snake. Yeah. Um, but when you open the doors of the, like, it's actually got carriage doors on the side of it. So when it pulls into the station, that just the side of the snake opens up. But when you go inside, it's an actual train carriage. It's just kind of like 
There's some this weird sounds amazing. Sounds a bit trippy, like it's a bit trippy. Yeah, um, I think we found Paul's new moonshine. <laughs> but, <laughs> Each um, week is going to be telling us what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's um. This is a PG recommended. It, <laughs> <laughs> it does touch on things like um, inappropriate contact in the workplace. Yes, um, goodwill. It does touch you on. You kiss the, me. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that bit. It does touch on abuse. Um, <laughs> it touches on like personal challenges and overcoming these challenges, and you know, following mm-hmm. like your dream of, yeah. of 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 going into what you always fancied. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sounds... it's, it kind of has this like weirdly. It kind of understands life without being too profound at the same right. time. Um. Oh, there's you've, also you've, like you've definitely left your heavy pick for the last one. <laughs> uh, there's also loads of like sight gags and like background jokes and things like that as well. Um, mm-hmm. I I just think it is like. Oh, one thing I did also like about it, I I, I rewatched it recently in preparation for this because I thought, you know what, I, I, I want to try and pick out. A you few prepared, more bless you. I, really I, have. Well, I wanted to watch it anyway, so I thought, you know what, if it's going to be in my list, I might as well do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's there's something in it like um there's an episode later on where like there's like a hen do going on and there's a stag do going on and one of the members of the stag do actually has one of the um um hearing aids that are anchored into the skull. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes, it's the, just kind the of implant you, at the back. Yeah, yeah, the implant just here. The thing is, right, it's not addressed in any way. And you would blink and miss it type of thing. But I noticed it on this through, uh, this watch through. And I'm just kind of like, it's really good that it's just kind of like there. It doesn't feel the need that it has to address this. It's just a normal, accepted, everyday thing in life. Yeah. Um, that bit of representation. And I just, acknowledging them, acknowledging disabilities on conditions is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's the way this was just kind of like, Normalized normal. at the same time. It, yeah. It's normalized. It's never mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not like it's a blink and you miss it, as I said. Yeah. Um, no, I like it when things shows do that as well. It's not like this is the big representation thing, like big, like red, red, like glowing things to show it, like mm-hmm. sticking in your face. It's when it's done right or done in the right way, it means more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and also it does actually even get in Whoopi Goldberg at one point. Ooh, I'm oh, I'm all in for that. It, it had some pulling power as <laughs> She's well. She's in track, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> she is. I, I genuinely thought that, you know, while Netflix was a good place for it to start out, I don't think it kind of, like, captured it, whereas yeah. I think going to Adult Swim... Gave it a little bit of freedom and a little bit of... Gave it like, that mm. bit of, like, oomph that it, like, it, it's kind of found its home. But again, it was one of these that was cancelled after season one and there was just kind of like a massive online support for it. Mm -hmm. So Adult Swim swooped in and took it up there. And at the minute, this (laughs) woman, I don't know if there's going to be any more seasons at the minute, but... Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's a great pick. Like, as you said, it's always interesting, like, getting one that nobody's, like, like, by the the reactions, it's not on anyone's radar type thing. Mm -mm. So, um... 
it definitely was something I'll I'll check out because I'm all up for the like I say the weird cartoon things. Weird animals. Uh, weird animals. That um, <laughs> mm. sounds like say, wrong, but no, I, I, I am quite interested. And if Donna, if Donna's into it, it must be weird as well because she's into yeah. weird shit. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, no, good, good last pick. Got us thinking. So, so who's next? Is it Goodwill or Sammy? Me. It's Sammy. We'll go for it's Sammy. Me. Well, mine actually is quite similar to what you were saying. Is this is a, where where my last pick is placed in? is complete and utter normalcy of things that in this world sometimes aren't looked at as normal. Mm-hmm. And this place created a world I want to live in, massively want to live in. And um, I've just finished it um, last night for my second run. And, and it was only the other day that I actually realised what the title meant. This is going to just prove how thick as fuck I really am. <laughs> it is the fantastic Shit's Creek. Right. <laughs> it wasn't until me and Anthony were sitting in bed the other day and I'm watching it. And I went, Shit's Creek, Shit's Creek. Eee, they're up, they're up a creek with no paddle. And he went, fucking yes, they are. <laughs> he, he actually looked at us and went, yeah. Sam, are you being oh. serious? Have you just gotten the name? And I went, I think so. Um, yeah, Shit's Creek. <laughs> it is, I... Oh, I can't describe how much I really just want to live in this in their world. Their world of acceptance, of love, of family, of growth, of oh, just the amazing fashion. Mm-hmm. I want to live in that world. Um You just want it, to be Catherine O'Hara, don't you though? That's oh, the thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Abs- <laughs> absolutely. I just honestly, if I had to spend the rest of my life talking like Moira Rose, mm-hmm. I would. Um, it just it's such a it's it's really it's again it's such a hard one to put into words I'm coming off the back of watching it for the second time and last night I was just sat in tears Mm -hmm. just absolute but it was happy tears yeah it was it was sad it was kind of like actually it was kind of a mixture of both I'm sad it's ending I want more Mm -hmm. but at the same time oh it's everyone the rumor that they were doing a film um, what do you call him? What's the dad called? Zachary Levy, is it? No, that's oh. it's Dan Levy. And... Dan Levy, sorry. Oh my God, what's he? What's the dad's name? He's huge. He's massive. It, is oh, it the I guy? Think... Eugene Levy. Oh, Eugene Levy, Eugene. that's the one. Yeah, Eugene Levy, and he's the pie yeah, fucker's dad. He is, <laughs> but he let it slip in an interview that he wants to return back to Shit's Creek, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I would want them to. We got, yes. we got it. The ending was perfect. Moira and mm-hmm. Johnny were off on a, off to you know, off to California. That everything was looking up for them. They got out the creek. They got out the creek. Um, <laughs> found the paddle. Alex, Ale- <laughs> or they didn't need it. <laughs> Alexis has finally found her path. She's finally getting to the point of being a spoiled little brat to an actual working woman, and was mm-hmm. going to New York. David and Patrick were living there. Like, I don't. Don't come in and ruin it. Yeah. It's one of the ones I've never watched it. I know I've seen people love it, but it's never like when I've when I've even seen the trailers and stuff and said, I've never thought I need to see this. But I, I do hear good things about it. Oh. But it might be just be not me my personality or my personal taste type thing. But I know if, I've I've never it, heard anyone say they hate it. That's that's the thing. Watch it if not just for Catherine O'Hara. Holy shit, that woman is just, she is hilarious. Her accent aside, some of the lines that she comes out with 
of one of the first episodes, she's like, will you shut that door like the nail on the coffin that this is my life? She is oh hilarious. Um, her and her wigs, our, our ladies, as she calls them. Um, but again, Moira is not the best person. She will literally climb over Alexis's back to get herself as the forefront, but then will quickly backtrack mm-hmm. to to put put it right. Put it yeah. right what she's done wrong. But she's an incredibly selfish person. <laughs> she thinks nothing of it. She, when she's leaving, she mm-hmm. hasn't, nobody knows about her. She literally in her head, she is going. She, you know, Johnny's got this sale. It is happening. She is moving. And she walks into the Jazzigal girls meeting room and there's a cake there. And instead of just, instead of looking down and looking at this cake, she starts cutting it up and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm leaving. And not even for her. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> so very self-centered. Knows. But that's how she. But she gets away with it because of a, mm-hmm. a charm and a naive. Like she's a naivety. She's incredibly right. naive. Um, David, um, who played by who's played by Dan Levy, is one of the best, if not best, characters mm. in. Like he is fantastic. Some of his quotes, just the best. Eat glass. Eat glass. He tells Alexis to eat glass. Okay. And just storms out the room. <laughs> um, they're not scared to throw a fuck in there. Right. They're like, they don't mind a curse word now and again. But mm-hmm. David, so the whole thing is where everything, everyone's accepted. There is no question on David's sexuality. There is no question with Patrick. Pat, there's a national episode where Patrick is terrified of telling his parents. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrified of telling his parents that not only is he he's gay, he's in a relationship with this man. And his parents are more upset that they didn't that he that he felt that he couldn't mm-hmm. come to him. They didn't give a shit that he was gay. Yeah. They were just upset that they he couldn't come to them first because they mm. thought they had a better relationship than that. Yeah. I mean it, it all works out. Like there's no animosity whatsoever. But it's there's just total acceptance. Nothing mm-hmm. is there's no prejudice, there's no racism, there's no homophobia. Even um David gives this great line, which is actually, there's a documentary of the making of the last season and how many people have used this analogy to help them come out was the wine bottle. I don't know if you've heard it where he's, because his friend is not sure, she's not sure about him. Is he Mm -hmm. gay? Is he straight? Is he bi? Like She was like, where do you fall? And he was like, well, I like red wine and I like white wine. But I also like rosé. And he says, I like the wine and not the label. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it was such a, an amazing way of saying, I'm, I, I love love. Yeah. Basically. And it's such a, such a beautiful, like yes, people in pride wear that saying as a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I love the wine and not the label. Um, but yeah, Schitt's Creek is a, it's beautiful. It's lovely. There's nothing like, grim mm-hmm. undertone in it and it's not it's not something that you can actually just walk away from it and then come back to the roses and just be happy that you're in their company again but it's it's a fun it's a fun ride and it's my final pick very nice have it goodwill take us on with your last one and i'll finish us off <laughs> nice <laughs> oh my um you can't pick star trek no you cannot <laughs> <laughs> Technically, they do have a sitcom now, but no, it's not. That. Um, 
when I was when I was deliberating uh, what is my favourite sitcom, obviously there are absolutely tons to pick off. I chose this. I chose this because of the memories it invokes, mm-hmm. uh, the time it was set, um, and it 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 for me. It's 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 a hard one to to really describe, um, but but I'll try my best. I was going to say, please try <laughs> goodwill. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. it's it's you'll understand why. So it's leaving us in again. It's a every again. It's a nineties. It's a nineties sitcom. <laughs> it is a nineties sitcom. Yeah. It had eight seasons. All right. Set in Detroit. Okay. Starring. Tim, the tool man. <laughs> oh my God. Home in. Hello there, chum. <laughs> You've come with home improvements. Home. That's amazing. And I will tell you why. Was it for Pam Anderson? If he's. No, you perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if my parents are listening, it's probably going to be the first time that they hear this. So, mm-hmm. Tim Taylor reminds me of a time because when when home improvement was out in the uk i didn't have my dad so tim taylor was very much the father figure for me and how i how i wanted to have a father because he was into cars he was restoring cars he was a family man um and he was insanely funny and for me, it was how I wanted to have a... It's it's who I wanted to have as a father. I wanted Tim Taylor as a father because he was hilarious. I mean, yes, he absolutely fucked up all the time <laughs> and stuff like that. But it was, it you know, for, for me as a, as a young person, it was that's who I thought... Because my father was is into cars, uh-huh. has built cars, has restored cars and tractors. Um, and for me, I always associated Tim Taylor with my dad. All the way, oh. th- even, even to this day, I will still associate Tim Taylor with my dad. Um, and it, it means a lot to me because it's it's like watching... A childhood I never had, mm-hmm. and not in not in a not in a sad not not like in a really depressing way, mm. um, but it's it's watching that it, it it gives me wonderful memories of you know I wish that was my dad, I mm-hmm. wish I could restore that with my dad, and just the whole it was never nasty there was no malice it was light hearted it was a family sitcom that was genuine it mm-hmm. was loving and it just it it just it, it it just fills me full of love watching this because it just reminds me about the 90s which yeah. i love i love the 90s let's go back i i love yeah. the, oh, the we'll sim- jump on, let's go back i love yeah 
I love the simplicity. <laughs> I love the simplicity of the '90s, where we were just on the cusp of the internet, but it was still, it was all about TV. It was all about yeah. going out with your friends, you know. And it was, it was about let's, let's restore restore a car with your dad, and it just. I mean, the neighbors Wilson. Mm-hmm. I yeah. absolutely adored Wilson. Um, and I, the little tidbit I, because obviously with a sitcom, they have a roll call before the the recording starts, and it's like yeah. it's you know it's Tim Allen, it's da, da, da. and then they they introduce the character of Wilson that comes out, and every time he had a little fence thing <laughs> that he would hold yeah, over his mouth, yeah, so no one could see what he really looked like, and it was just it was so funny, but the the whole show. I can watch and I can watch and it's got really daft parts. It's got really funny parts. It's got really touching parts sometimes. It's, but for me, mm-hmm. sorry, go on. It's got some, see, it's got a serious undertone yeah. in it. And some of them, and um, the episode where uh, Randy thinks he's got cancer. Yes. That's a, this is really, there's some really like for all the, and, and it's lovely though, that, that that's what you've taken away from it though. Goodwill. You took the, the happiness away from that program home improvement was massive in my house my dad is a huge tim allen fan mm. and it would love to remind me he was a convict look what he did with his life yeah. would <laughs> love to tell me that every time that he came on i was like what do you expect of me like <laughs> sally's behind bars i know Jesus. It was in the rock cage style it was, there was some but it wasn't all the time so mm-hmm. it was always the the family the family feel to it was there, but they did have some moments where they kind of like touched on some heavy stuff, and mm-hmm. um, but the fuck was that? It's Tim Allen coming to give you the tool time. <laughs> Derek Carl is back and he's pissed. Okay, I generally don't know what that was, but that didn't sound good at all. Um, continue. <laughs> I'm just going to text my husband. <laughs> no, but yeah, like I said, I did. Like I say, the, the dynamic between Tim and Al were always, like say, the highlights for me as well. The kind of mutual respect and hatred between the two was, like yeah. say, always quite a fun, like, bouncing off each other type situation. The, the set pieces. Mm-hmm. What's up? He's at the toilet. Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> Someone opening the door of the toilet and I'm freaking out over that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Some of the some of the uh, some of the pieces they had like tool time was always hilarious. Like um, when uh, they had the paint and they were like, you know, this could this could this this computer can scan any color and you can paint it. And he just paints owl onto the wall and it's just like <laughs> plaid and stuff like that. But then they do the because uh, obviously Binford dies, the the person mm-hmm. who founded Binford, and again it's like he it's like he's lost a father because in the show. Uh, Tim Taylor lost his father at 40 and there was, you know, there's episodes where he's like what if I go at 40 and, and stuff like mm. that and then he loses um, the founder of Binford as well and the, you know, and it's quite a touching episode but then they do the, the 21 gun salute with nail guns and it just starts randomly firing nail guns into the audience and everyone's shitting themselves and it's it's stuff like that but it's, you know, the set pieces that they did where they crushed Jill's car Mm-hmm. Um, because he's just being a dick. Um, but even the ending where it's just like his show goes, his show gets big, and he's moving to Chicago, mm-hmm. and he ends up just fucking taking his house on a boat. Yeah, to Chicago. I think, I think this is one of the shows that give me me, me mill fancy as well because Jill was absolutely a proper fox. Jill was stunning. <laughs> I yeah. actually, I beat the set. 
So I've been oh, to yeah. the set of yeah, I've been to the set of the house and been to the set of Showtime. Uh, and my dad was like in his element, like on that, like he absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. And I think he bought the last season when we were in America just so he could watch the ending because he, he wasn't getting it at home. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've I've probably seen the end, the last episode more than I've seen anything else. <laughs> it it just, it, it, cause like I said, it's, I, for, for the longest time, I didn't have uh, a, a, a fatherly influence and he just, Tim Taylor embodied who I wanted to have in my life as a father. And he was like the, the quintessential for me, the perfect dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, yes, it's sad, but it also gives me really warm memories of, of watching, uh, home improvement. And in that, that, that time period of the early nineties, early to mid nineties, mm-hmm. um, where it was just, I know, I know you look at it through rose tinted glasses, but for me, it was a, a simpler time. It was a, just a, a really mm-hmm. warm, loving time. It was um, the nineties, man. It was it was the nineties, <laughs> and I just rewatching it now. I still laugh. I still appreciate it for what it what it is, and I just I I will always go back and get that those warm fuzzy feelings of that show and mm-hmm. what it represented to me and what I, you know, what someone who didn't have a father what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's oh, I like, love that goodwill, and I, and I even didn't take the piss out of it in, in particular for that one. So it was a nice, sweet one there. So well done. Because like, I'm getting t- told off by Donna for being too mean to you. She's actually sent oh, yeah. us a message saying, "Be nice to the goodwill." Um, <laughs> sorry, Donna. Uh, <laughs> but yes. Um, so, uh, are you ready for me to take it home? Take it home. Yeah, you take that home. Sorry, I'm just finding <laughs> out of my husband what on earth is going on outside. He's just having a shit. Let him have a shit in peace, God damn it! <laughs> that wasn't what I heard. <laughs> God, he was just having a poor thing, dropping the kids <laughs> no, out of the says, pool. Li- he says, I've literally walked from the bedroom to the bathroom, that's it. It's like, oh, okay. God, right. just, Sorry. Just having a, ch- a cheeky wank, claim a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, Last one. Last one, yes, because it's been a long one tonight. So it's thank guys for sticking. I wasn't expecting to be this <laughs> oh long. Oh my god, three hours. Yeah, it's going to um, be over by the time. <laughs> but I think that's why this was like, say, I can understand why it's so long now when you think about it, because it, these yeah. shows uh, they stayed yeah. with us more than they've stayed with us than certain films or certain stories, Listen, just because we are the longer gener- than some family members. Possibly, yes. So this one, I'm going to go with the warm and fuzzies as well just because this was the first American sitcom I watched with my dad, or my dad let us watch with him, and I absolutely adored it throughout the years, and like the characters in this was just absolutely brilliant. Uh, give us some big stars as well. Um, again, Sarah guessed it right off the start with his name and the theme tune to this episode was <laughs> Cheers. Um, just, it holds up so well. <laughs> and there are not many TV shows of the time and the jokes and the comedy. I watched it again a few, uh, about two years ago mm-hmm. and the jokes still stand up. Everything still lands. Head dancing is still a god. I love this man and I love, like say, uh, Sam in this character. Um, I've always been a big fan of Ted Dance and whatever he does. Like, he done a, a show called Becca that only lasted a few seasons, yeah. which was absolutely brilliant as well. Like, The Good Place. This guy doesn't get the recognition that 
he deserved for some of the things he's done, like in acting. But Cheers was just the quintessential American lifestyle that I want. And I was lucky as well when it, like when I got old enough to go into a bar and a drink with friends that I had a place like Cheers, like the borough in Sunland, as I talked about <laughs> um, like so fondly before, where I didn't have to make plans, didn't have to text someone and say, are you going to be here? You could just go in and everyone would know your name. A uh, little reference there, sorry. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> but yes, like every character, like say, had their own little quirks. Like say, I could have put Fraser in this one, but yeah, to me, Cheers, Cheers, and Fraser are kind of in the same. Yeah, realm. you can't have one without the other. The other yeah. type thing. So it's kind of like a, a cheat here by getting like Fraser in this because they did have crossovers and it did give us so many different things, but like. Even just like little things like Norm Peterson, just I, I oh. love Norm, uh, like Cliff Clavin, the most irritating person in the world. And we all know a Cliff Clavin. Um, we've all got a Cliff in our lives. And you hate him and love him in so many ways. The most innocent and beautiful character in the world in Woody Harrison's uh, <gasps> Woody was just oh, absolutely adorable. Him. Yes. And all of them worked so more. To the firecrack that, that was Carla as well, that you were equally terrified and intrigued who she was going to try and kill next. Yeah. Uh, and her little rivalry and like combatants with Cliff and Carla, you know, knew they hated each other so much and just how they would bounce off each other. And again, the story wise, there wasn't really many stories other than the predictable ones, like who Sam's banging next or is it going to be Rebecca? Or is it <laughs> going to be uh, Diane? Uh, and Diane Chambers is the most crazy bitches. Diane Chambers needs to go away. Not, no. she, uh, is, don't like her. she is not a good person. <laughs> don't like her. This is the program that my dad, when I've told him he lives, this is the reason why my dad nearly asked me to leave the house. It's because <laughs> this was not on there. I am actually named after the main character. My name comes from him. Mm-hmm. I was always a Sam. Mm-hmm. Or a, but they had to add the anther because I was a girl. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it it it's been in my house since I can remember. Mm-hmm. Like it's always been there, and I always used to love telling people I'm named after him. This was made the year I was born. 1982 was the year this came out. Well, <laughs> so, see, showing me age there, but yeah, <laughs> just think as as again a lot of this TV shows in the 80s we shouldn't or can't go back to due to certain reasons. Like if you say the Cosby show, people shudder. Say Roseanne, people kind of wince now. This is the reason why that's not on my list for, because Roseanne is actually one of my favourite programmes and I swapped it out for um, something else because I don't, I'm not ready to have that conversation with people about her. No, but Cheers other than Kirsty Alley's Scientology thing, still, like I say, um, like I know she passed away recently, so I know, not to make jokes. <laughs> but, no, no, uh, it's a, but she, do you know what? The woman was on Celebrity Big Brother mm-hmm. and she literally has a heart of gold. She mm-hmm. is. She came across so well in that. She has just come across as an incredibly loving and lovely person who loves to drop a name. Mm-hmm. If you ever go back and watch <laughs> some of her best bits, she loves to drop a name. <laughs> John Travolta being one of them. <laughs> uh, Look at Tartan was a classic, but um, yes, that's another podcast for another day. Um, but yeah, 
I couldn't not have cheese in my list. It was the first one I put on. Like I said, there's ones that's kind of disappeared. And like Married with Children was a big one. Uh, Frasier went on and off. But I like Frasier for same reasons. I love Cheers just because it feels like a continuation. And with us getting more Frasier coming out soon, I am a little bit more excited to see. But without David Hyde Pace, I don't know how well that will work. But we'll see. I think it'll be be sad. Going back to Boston, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be really sad. But I really do. Do you know what? I would love for us to do a, a Cheers slash Frasier crossover episode. I think that'd be really cool. Cool. Well, I'll not say too much more about it. But <laughs> no, my God. No, I, no, I, I don't want to. I didn't mean to stop you conversation. Oh, no, that's there. fine. It's just it's one of them things where it's just. As you said, you can talk about certain episodes or like different things like the rivalry with the other bar where all of them shave the head and get the different initials and Sam <laughs> doesn't want to shave his head even though he was wearing a wig for most of the time as well um, <laughs> that was always like the in joke but um, and like say the Carla with her husband who was a hockey player and how he cheated on her and then like say how the like kind of bounced back from that uh, the Woody and uh, I can't remember her, ne- her name now was it Stephanie the relationship, how she was like really rich, and just both of them were just the most idiotic, stupid young people in the world, and yeah. how they played on Woody's innocence. But how nice the beer always looked in Cheers as well. Though. It looked amazing. That always one made us the thirsty. Drinks looked amazing, especially when were, it was Norm's beer and he's like, like that tankard glass. <gasps> yeah, that looks so refreshing, and I couldn't think of anything worse to drink. But I always laugh as well because. With it being an American show, I never understood why Sam would always drink them tiny bottles of water. Mm. It used to be like yeah, this little we, rounded bottle. That that was I was like, us. <laughs> I was like, why is he doing this? But yeah, um, there's so many like in. So I think that's where I fell in love with American culture through Cheers. Mm. Yeah, and Same. that's kind of the thing where the love of TV did blossom from. So that's why I always wanted it. It was always going to be the last one. But we've not had as many crossovers as I was expecting. Um, Actually, I, I thought me and you would have a, a bit more, but never mm-hmm. mind. Never mind. But I yes. Am, that I was am fun. very shocked that no one mentioned Friends. It's because... Do you know, do you know it's, hmm. it's one of those things that, yeah, it's it's great and you can go back to it, but is it really your favourite? No. Hmm. Like, is it is it really something that, like, you could you could literally go out out of your way to watch from start to finish. And then when you finished it, go back and watch it again. Like what I can do with some of my favorites. It's it's the same, what they say about like great songs. There's amazing songs that you love to hear, like you loved hearing, but you've heard it so many times. You wouldn't be sad if you didn't hear it again. Like uh, yeah. Guns and Roses, uh, Welcome, Sweet. Uh, uh, Sweet Child of Mine. Sweet Child of Mine. I love that song as a kid. <laughs> But if I didn't want, didn't hear it again, I wouldn't be sad. Yeah, yeah. it's the same with friends, friends. I've friends, watched friends it that like many that. times now. I wouldn't be sad. Where yeah. the shows I mentioned, I kind of want to go back and watch now. Now I've talked yeah, about me, them. Yeah, me too. I'm like, can I? Can we? I want to go and watch an episode of The Office now before I go to bed <laughs> <laughs> and really pee and off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it's like the quotability factors and stuff I had. Where yeah, Friends was very much of the time. I think a lot of people hold on to certain memories and stuff. Like I could have mentioned, like the big bang could have been in there, mm. but I think we did a whole episode on it. So <laughs> know, yeah. but again, it could be in your top five, but then you've got to think about which ones jump out, which, like which ones are your heart and your heart and yeah. why. So that these are the ones I think are more special. And it's glad that 
we've had a quite a, a mixture. Like, see, and Sarah's blown us out of the water at the end with a cartoon Massively. that none of us have seen. So, um, <laughs> so that was like the big surprise. But yes, Goodwill getting all emotional and down with the kids and stuff. Sorry, I'll give you a hard time. You know, I love you. No, you don't. Love you, Captain Goodwill. <laughs> yes. I'm going to get your name changed on Deepold to Captain Goodwill as well. Captain so that's going to be. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Let's get some housekeeping out of the way with before we say goodbye. So, yes. oh, we've got what's coming up. So just to, before we finish off as well, I just want to say a big shout out to the avant-garde wrestling uh, guys who put on an amazing show last night where we went, um, me, Jake, Donna, Grant and his lovely uh, wife, we uh, went and was not part of the show, but well, I kind of was. Like, the, the wrestlers <laughs> a bit of a fancy. I had one of the wrestlers sitting on my knee at one point. That was interesting. Um but yes, like what a show. And if you're a fan of wrestling or a fan of entertainment, like as a live spectacle, they're doing things differently to what you've seen before. It's, you have not seen anything like this. So I would highly recommend it. Um, and again, I know I've spoke to the guys today, like from last night, and they've got another um, another show on the 1st of July. And I think they are hoping to come back on the podcast to talk about it again. Excellent. We so, are there with Bell. I will be there with Bells on. July yes. is my, my birthday month, so yes. there you go. Well, we are taking a little bit of a relaxing now because I know we've been throwing so much content at you lately, so you've probably yeah, seen it's us. been a lot. <laughs> but uh, Goodwill is t- going to be back on Friday with the uh, Star Trekking Up North. Talked about episode six of Picard, and I, w- I stopped in and watched him and Graham live. And uh, again, I know I give him a lot of shit, but... To sit in and listen to him and Graham nerd out so much yeah. on something that they love was just a pure joy to listen to. So anyone who's listening, check it out. It is one of the best things I've listened to in a long time. So thank you, Goodwill. It is. It's it's lovely. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I still <laughs> get so much vibe coming from you and Graham. It's brilliant. So, yeah, go and check out the Star Trekking. And any other past episodes are available on YouTube. Mm-hmm. What's well, next Sunday then? Top five deaths in, t- in movies, I think. Get in, get so, in. So, so yes, um, right up my avenue. So it's that's going to be, be interesting there. So we'll see the dark side of Sammy. I'll probably make it cute and fluffy, like we did uh, doing the doing the other creepy episode where oh, you and no. Grant took it to places where I, even I was scared. Um, uh, you, when it comes to death, you will see, and death in TV as well. You will see death in movies. Is it? Movies? Death, and movies. Movies. death and movies this and, one. death in any any visual effect i'm gonna get sadistic with it so <laughs> it's gonna be fun and um, so, yeah. please if you if you oh god what was i gonna say patreon patreon yes. please come and join pay, us pay on. two pound <laughs> pay two pound a month for extra content what's of we have the game of thrones series available at the moment which i obviously do hmm. um and also avail, the oh, i can't even talk Paul. <laughs> i'm too tired it's fine. Tell so it's extra it content. Uh, you can find it just by typing in uh, Nerdy Up North Patreon. Um, are you twitching this week, your little Twitch head? Uh, possibly Tuesday. Tuesday after. 6.30. 6.30 on the Twitch channel. I believe, the... it's, I believe it's part nine. Oh, just my, finish my the fucking game. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just... trying, but someone keeps telling me to die, and then I die. No, no, I don't tell you to die. I just ask if you died, and you fucking die. There you die. go. 
Are you dead yet? As I'm plummeting to the ground in my plane. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Bob. Um, nice. Yeah, so potentially 6.30pm uh, Tuesday on the Nerdy Up North Twitch channel. I shall be continuing my adventures. What about you, Sarah? You've got anything to plug? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no. I will you... plug. Sorry. Hmm? I was going to say, Sarah will be returning. Uh, she has... Lexi has said that she wants to do more of this shit. We haven't scared her off. If we haven't scared her off. (laughs) Um, Just trying to think the next time you're going to be on will be Um, top five British comedies, I believe. British comedies, yeah. Oh, we're going from American sitcom to British comedies with you. Interesting. So you'll be on with Grant then, so the perv will be out there. (laughs) You've seen Grant before. You you know what to expect. That's all good. That's okay. Um, (laughs) You can can also find the else on the Facebook community page. Along with our social medias, I can't even, honestly, what's the matter? There's me words aren't coming out properly. Social media, Instagram and TikTok, and we play video games on Twitch, Patreon, YouTube, that's it. (laughs) And check out our Facebook page. I think Facebook have been bastards at the moment and not shown our page to many because we went from being viewed by 1 million to 10 Damn it. <laughs> Damn you, Facebook. I'm not paying Facebook. You can fuck off. Um, but yes, so thank you. Zuckerberg. Yes. Mm. You, you, I was going to say naughty words, but I've said yeah. the one C word tonight, so that'll be good. Mm. But yes, Sarah, thank you so much for thank doing you, this Sarah. night. And I hope you've enjoyed it and not been scared off. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, bless you. Uh, she'll slag us off when we go off air, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> that's normally how it goes, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bit of content there. But yes, um, same same back time, same back channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.